The following is a presentation of Real Racing USA. For our racing to survive, what, what all, our, all of these racers don't understand is we all need to be part-time uh, promoters. Yeah. Uh, we all need to promote our sport and promote our racetrack. And, and every other racer I talk to is trying to run his racetrack into the ground and, and, uh, and bitching and complaining about everything and bitching and complaining about the, to everybody to listen to them. Well, you know, to me, this has got a negative effect. That's going to come back and hurt you when all at once you don't even have that racetrack there to race at. Yeah, absolutely. And um, if all the racers, fact. if all the racers, racers would go out and try to promote their racetrack and their sport a little bit more, I'm telling you what, we uh, you'd see a whole lot uh, more racetracks that are open and stand open. And uh, uh, it's like I say, maybe I'm getting old. I don't know. Uh, did he say bitching? <laughs> yeah, the Dixer can say anything he wants. I guess. He did say bitching. He knew what he was talking about, though. Yeah, no, you're, you are hooked up. No, that's not hooked up. We got Carol Wicks in the studio with us today again. Try it now, Carol. Hit it, Carol. There. I, I was. Wow. <laughs> I think I better whisper. This is real race in USA. I've, we had somebody in here that knew how to work that thing. Yeah, it's inside Florida Racing, and uh, Carol Wicks, the super fan, is. Uh, graced us with her presence welcome everybody for another fun night of race bull see they might think that we're actually doing radio here the people listening to this right now <laughs> but all we're really doing is tuning our guitars yeah what what are we are we getting the uh, is the band getting back together yeah the band's getting back together right. a reunion tour uh so speaking of the band uh, an interesting week of racing went on this week uh didn't it yeah, I think it did. Yes, we had all kinds of interesting things that went on. And uh, who we got on the show tonight? We got a good show tonight. Um, I just interrupted him. You know, I, I, it's okay because I didn't know what I was going to say. I didn't go to any races this week. <laughs> I I don't know Rick and Susan's last name. Ariama. 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 That and and uh, uh, Rick is uh, actually uh, brothers with Birdman, who was the original super truck racer. In Florida, he had a truck series called something I can't even remember right now. Birdman, I remember that. Yeah, yeah remember Birdman? Those were the original big, yeah, the high-powered trucks. Yeah, that's that's what I Barrett Bartlett. I used to Bartlett. drive one of those trucks when they first made one. They were like a late model, and they were they were like late models with, and they weren't like these trucks. No, it's four barrels and basically just like a super late model. It was a super late model truck, but. That was the deal. They made something that was so way out. There was only like three of them, and I well, remember there, there we'd was go put on a, a little promotional show, and then they they would be fifteen. Well, yeah, they got more because once they got their rules together. Remember, there was three classes. They had like three, and then five, and then another guy had seven, and they got their stuff together and they formed a class. And you know, I think which is uh, partly of uh, you know where Bobby Deal got his idea back in the truck day of uh, partly about that. So, so who else, Carol? So anyway, Rick and Susan run the Mini Cup Series. I believe the Mini Cups are those little teeny cars that look like NASCAR cars. And go really fast. And go really fast. And they're really fun to watch if, you know, if there's a bunch of them on the track. Yeah, they are. Uh, Scott Reeves. Um, Scott Reeves. Scott Reeves. The poor man. Oh, my God. He'll never be the same after he does this show. (laughs) (laughs) I I I feel for him. Pro truck champion, Scott Reeves. Right. Logan Bordeaux, the not just the pro, not just the truck champion. He was the. We've got to save some ad, for later. Advanced Auto Parts Fast Car Pro Truck 
champion for 2007. Yay! Come on, clap your hands. I can't. I've got paper I know, and microphone. Me too. <laughs> he, he can clap his hands because he has a stand. <laughs> We're just standing. Go ahead. <laughs> Jim Fenton. Wait a minute. Who's Logan Boudreaux? Bordeaux. Bordeaux. Excuse me. The young man who won the 100-lap Florida State Championship truck race, not only just a truck race, the Advanced Auto Parts Fast when, Car Pro Truck 100-lap race at New Smyrna on Saturday. When you say young men, how old are you talking approximately? I, we, oh, we were confirming the interview this afternoon, and uh, as a matter of fact, I was going to speak to him, but I, I got so busy I didn't get a chance to call him back. But he was in school, and we arranged the interview with Ma. Oh. That'll be a okay, great... Okay, so we need to behave ourselves tonight. Yeah. I was going to say, Carol, need to watch your mouth. <laughs> I'll listen to you. We've got to keep Dickie Anderson this, off. <laughs> this is a family show. Yes. Jim Fenton, Governor Cup 78 winner. He quit in March of 90, uh, 83. He walked away. Walked away. I was still in high school. He packed his saddlebags <laughs> and walked away. Well, that I'm, makes me feel I'm good. I'm curious. I'm going to ask him some questions. Yes. And he will tell you some answers. Don Creddy, the general manager of Citrus Speedway, Citrus County Speedway. Yeah, he'll like that title. A.K.A. We, we gave him that title. Are you making Citrus. fun of me, or is this No, we, we gave him that title. Oh, okay. I don't really know what his title is. The Critter. The Critter. <laughs> <laughs> and was, Steve Myers, uh, uh, the promoter of the Snowball Derby. Steve Myers is your alter ego at Five Flags Speedway. I've been waiting for two weeks to say that line. Super fan. He's a super Feel fan. Feel better now? I'm yeah. super fan. He could be super under fan, but I'm super fan. I don't know. He's he's super <laughs> snowball fan. Actually, if you saw the list of drivers lined up there, this guy is phenomenal. Yeah, he's he's good. You know there. what? They were telling. They were fibbing though. Not all them guys are going to be there. You know, none who's, of those lists are ever. Do you know? You know who's not going to be there? Who? Jay Middleton. Where is Jay Middleton going to be? Since he got married, I never hear from him anymore. Jay Middleton. Well, he raced the other day. Yeah, mm-hmm. in the Governor's Cup. But Jay Middleton will not be there because his car isn't ready. He's working on a motor program, and he he's going to wait and get his motor program together to go to Lakeland in January. You know, I'm working on a motor program, too. Well, Jay, Jay, uh, you know, Jay, Jay's a pro, and and uh, oh yes, he's a pro, and, and he takes it seriously. Is that a shot at me? Uh, no, that's no. a shot. You're, at you're me a pro. Yet. No, it wasn't. You're a pro too. That's a shot. What is me. he a pro? What? Well, I mean, he, he he's. Uh, I'm talking he's, about Elting. Oh, he's a pro driver. He just does. He's under equipped. Right. See, see, see. The I'm, difference I'm, I'm is working on a motor program. <laughs> <laughs> easy, Carol. Take it easy over there. <laughs> Speaking of Rob Belting, how's that new little baby doing? You know what? I, he's doing great. He's oh, doing yeah. great, man. Did you see the picture? Yes, and he's got this picture right next to his window in his car. It's adorable. Yeah, it, It's posted. Uh, Jack took a picture and posted it so everybody could see it. But I did that, too. Did it's, you, do it's you, somewhere. Do you get up in the middle of the night and help change the diaper and uh, feed him? I, Absolutely, but the good thing about him is, in the middle of the night, actually, he sleeps. He actually sleeps. That's great. And uh, usually, about you know four o'clock in the morning, you know, we we both get up. But of course, she takes care of him. You know, she's nursing him. She can do things I can't. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
And uh, but uh, no, it's been. She can uh, a fill them up, ex- and you can drain them out. Yeah, it's definitely been an experience. Like I've said, I became a, a good diaper changer, but uh, I've been having a good time with the whole experience. And I tell anybody that's never had a child before, it's definitely a life-changing experience. And he changes lives all the time. Every time somebody sees him, it says what a beautiful baby he is. It makes you feel good, you know. Yep. He but, must look like his mom. What are you trying to say? Nothing. I'm just teasing you. That wasn't even nice to say. I've got this face for radio. Is that it? (laughs) (laughs) You got nice curly hair. Yeah, well. Rob, this is your first, right? Yes, my first uh, actual um, uh, blood-born. Yes, I'm uh, I'm a a new dad when it comes to blood-born. I have a stepdaughter that's out there named Amanda, and... uh, she was a, a blessing in my life at the time, and uh, she's grown now. <laughs> well, we had a really good uh, limited late model race down at Charlotte County Saturday night. Oh yeah, what happened? What went on? It just there was a lot of action. It was it was just a fun race, and there, there always ha- is almost no cautions. Really, it went by. We were done at ten thirty. Really? Well, that's great. At least the Road Warriors got to run, huh? They got to run a double feature, maybe, maybe to make up for some of the losses during the year. You know, the guys that run the Road Warriors, they're, they're really, they hang in there during those classes. But yeah, I think most do. of those guys understand. They love to watch the race anyways. So. You know, that reminds me. You know, that reminds me. That reminds me what I did Saturday. What did you do? <laughs> I went to all the websites for all the tracks in North Carolina, Virginia, South Carolina, Georgia, and Florida, and I compiled a list of all the ticket pricings for all the tracks in all those areas. Oh, my God, what an educational idea. You know, you think things, but when you actually go look to see if the, if the uh, tomatoes are rotten or not. What are the average prices on those tracks? This is a considerable work went into compiling this list. I'm not just going to give up this information for nothing. Hey, let's. Uh, we'll you probably in. shouldn't give I it gave out up at my all. night for you. The well, least you could do is you shouldn't give it out at all. It's just going to cause controversy and make the purses go down even more. I'm sure. Well, here we go. So let's get off. We'll come back to that later. You can ask me something later, and I'll ask you something about your background. Meanwhile, let's talk to uh, Susan and Rick Ariyama from the uh, Mini Cup. The the fast mini cups. How y'all doing tonight out there in Radio Land? Hey Jack, how you doing? Great to have us. I ask you first. <laughs> Hi Rick and Susan, welcome to Inside Florida Racing. All right, great to have us on. <laughs> you're a you're a sport, Rick. How's things going, man? For real. You've been you've been spending too much time on the motorcycles. That's what y'all been doing. Yeah, we kind of been enjoying them, uh, you know, just getting back into a little bit of weekend riding, a little relaxation, getting away from the racing thing on the weekends every now and then. Yeah, these guys got rid of their motor home and went and bought Harleys. <laughs> way I to go, way to go. I was just going to say, uh, you always know Rick, because he's the guy when the sun's shining bright the day before, he's running around getting a tan. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> so you sold your motor home? Yeah, we got rid of it a while back. Uh, it wasn't cost-effective uh, to operate it, and uh, Susan wanted to go riding. So uh, so you spent $40,000 on Harleys. Excuse me? So you spent $40,000 on Harleys. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> That's getting a little personal. I think we threw that. 
Oh yes, we got three of them. So how did the season go with the? Uh, I mean, I, this was a, a real uh, experience, a challenge. Uh, how did it go in the, in your your year here with the mini cups? Well, in our inaugural season, uh, actually, I think we did real well. Uh, be, you know, being that we're a new series, just uh, coming back into Florida, trying to get the mini cups back online, and. Uh, and starting to get some more people interested. I mean, it went good for a few years, and then it faded out. But I think that's like any race, and it's it's coming back online right now. Um, Susan, and I feel we got the number one uh, mini cup series right now in Florida. On the mini cups are the little teeny cars that look like NASCAR cars. Yeah. What's yeah. under the what? What kind of motors are they? Do they run? Um, they run a GS390. Depends <laughs> on whose car you're looking at. Uh, Would you go back to your business and leave me to mine, please? Yeah, there you go. Tell them, tell them where to go sit. <laughs> Thank but, you, Rick. Uh, they're they're half scale NASCARs, and uh, they run on a, like almost a 400 cc Honda motor, um, putting out uh, between 20 and 25 horsepower. And our series, our our pro drivers run modified motors. They're heavily modified and capable of speeds upward of 100 miles an hour, depending on what track we. Ooh, wow. I didn't know they went that. How many well, cars they have don't. you got now in your series? Um, right now, we've got uh, 16, uh, 21 drivers registered. And uh, next year, I think we're going to have a little bit more of a growth thing going on. Um, we've got a lot of people looking at us, and they're really getting excited. We just had a new team come on board. They just bought four cars. So, wow. Um, they're going to put their kids in it. Uh, they got their best friend racing, the dad and the, and the two kids. And... Uh, Actually, I've watched them do a little bit of practicing over the last couple of weeks, and I think they're going to they're going to work out fine. They're going to be all right in these cars. All right, let's talk about uh, your your classes. Your classes that you have. You got two classes. Is that what you said? A pro class and a regular class. Well, what we have is we have the uh, entry level classes, which we call them the fast stars uh, from ages uh, eight to fourteen and fifteen years old. You can go into the pro division if you'd like, or minimum two years experience in the. Uh, fast stars division then you can go ahead and transfer up to the pro division um but we got a couple of good young kids out there uh aaron irish and ray irish uh, a couple of sisters performing real well this year uh they finished second third in the points uh and we can't leave out the incredible daniel miller um this young man's been stout all year i uh, got some good teams looking at him um and he he took the championship this year the miller family's done a fine job raising this young man with his discipline and his racing ability um but we got jordan martin that's uh he's in his first year and he just turned eight years old and he's he's taking home hardware every week all right let's talk about you know we uh, how much does it cost quick before i forget how old is daniel Daniel's 11 years old. Oh, my goodness. Okay. He's 11, and he's the show. Every time they show up, he can beat big or small. It doesn't matter. He's He can run right with them. Uh, uh, Rick, let's talk about the uh, entry level to get into this. Uh, some of the folks out there um, that come to the races and watch, you guys get to run at the stock car shows. Um, it would seem to me that some of the folks sitting in the stands that would like to get into uh, racing would say, hey, that's an entry level. Um, how much does it cost to buy one of these that's competitive um, in your series? Um, well, to, you know, to put uh, carrots with dollars in, they, and they call it cubic dollars. Right now, the Mini Cups <laughs> is the most inexpensive uh, form of racing you can do. The yearly maintenance cost on these cars are, is 
is really minimal next to none. A set of tires last year all year long, a motor last year all year, and possibly even two. But you can get in these cars for just a few thousand dollars. I mean, just a couple thousand dollars, and you can be turnkey racing today. What's the minimum age? Eight years old is, is where we start them off at, and we've got a, quite a few uh, rising stars out of our group. Hmm. So do you guys have a racing shop or somebody that is handling, uh, uh, you know, uh, purchasing the, and fixing these cars, purchasing them, uh, selling the cars to people? Uh, could somebody go buy one tomorrow if they wanted to from somebody? Oh, yeah. Um, we have an Internet website. It's, uh, it, it's always online. and we have- Go ahead and give it. Huh? Tell us what it is. Go ahead, Susan. Tell them what it is. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, she's the backbone behind this. She's really the boss. I'm just kind of like her helper. (laughs) Welcome to the show, Susan. (laughs) Thank you. It's www.fastminicupseries.com. Okay, and you guys buy and and sell these things? No, we, uh, what we really do is we'd rather go ahead and and hook up sellers with buyers, kind of buy owner. Yeah, that's cool. Um, we we don't get in the middle of it. It's just like any form of racing. You know, there's cars out there for sale. Go buy one. Um, come through our tech inspection, uh, get it uh, safety inspected, and go racing. So, do you guys have a rule book? That's yeah. always important when it comes to racing. Yeah, we uh, go by MMRA rules, um, which is a nationally sanctioned event all throughout the United States. Uh, we do carry their rules for our juniors. For our pros, we've allowed them to modify the motors a little bit. Yeah, and it is on paper. We do have it a written rule. Well, it's very interesting. I myself, and I know Carol, and I know Jack, all three of us have seen these cars race. And uh, um, I tell you, the speeds that they can get up to, sometimes when they wackadoo that wall, it's amazing. They get right up out of those things and they walk away. Uh, talk about the safety aspect, like we always talk about of these cars uh uh, where is it at today as a, opposed to a regular race car? Um, from a scale of 1 to 10, these cars are 11 plus in the safety factor. Uh, mm. Even That's why we feel we can put uh, children as young as 8 years old in these cars. Um, they run the same full 5-point uh, roll harness. Uh, they have the safety systems inside, the halon systems with fire extinguishers. Uh, the quick disconnect steering wheels, but the integrity of the roll cages on these cars is phenomenal. Um, they can sustain realistically a head-on collision impact, and if Long's uh, mom and dad and or the driver straps himself in there correctly and everything's adjusted correctly, he will walk away, or she. Um, we've seen it many times. Cinderella Irish uh, this year uh, smacked it up pretty good a few times, and she got out, you know. Now they get out the top point, of those, right? All right. Excuse me? They get out the top of those. I couldn't hear you. They, they get out. They the get top. out the top of those cars. They don't get out the side. No, no, they uh, come out through the roof because the window opening in the side of the uh, A and mm-hmm. C pillars, A, B, and C pillars, isn't wide enough. But no, even the adults come out through the roof. Yeah, that's what I was going to say too. Is the good news is is uh, I've seen some pretty big dudes get up out of those uh-huh. things. It's amazing. Yeah, you well, can- we've got uh, Joel Frank and. Uh, you know, and i got to really uh, mention a, a driver here that's really put his uh, best foot forward this year and really supported our club, uh, Jerry Parker. And also he took in the championship. Um, last uh, This year he was racing with a Make-A-Wish uh, Foundation in Holiday Motorsports. And uh, he's taken a championship by being consistent. He's got many wins. Uh, but, you know, speaking of the integrity of these cars, he took a lick 
this year that was unbelievable. Got broadsided, literally took the whole front end of his car off. Um, the left front tire, spindle and hub, went rolling down to turn three and four. And, and he got right out and, and walked away, and it was definitely a devastating crash. We really thought we were going to send in paramedics. But it just goes to speak of what these cars can handle. And, uh, and also, Jerry's a, a strong young man. Um, he's very vital to our organization. He promotes it very well. And we're happy to have Jerry Parker as our champion this year in the Fast uh, Pro Division to represent. Do they race these in, like, uh, Georgia, North Carolina, and South Carolina places? Yeah, yeah, they're they're raced all over the country, California, Illinois. Uh, they got some great divisions up in Illinois. Uh, yeah, in the Carolinas, uh, South Georgia. Yeah, there's quite a few of them around. Man, you guys ought to get it together and we have a big one of these deals. I would. I was just picturing about thir- thirty or forty. Yeah, or thirty, thirty-five of these things mm-hmm. out on the track. It would be killer, man. On yep. like a a three-eighths mile or, or quarter-mile track, it'd be killer. Yeah, it really would. Uh, the other organization here in Florida. Um, they seem to be struggling a little bit with car count. Um, plus, we've got a pretty decent caliber of drivers. We asked them to come race with us this past weekend at, uh, at over at Auburndale, and uh, they declined, which is okay. You know, they got to run their own show and do their own thing. But uh, like now, right now, we got the premier uh, mini cup series in Florida. Tell us about Auburndale, man. That place is coming along, huh? That is awesome. Rex and the whole staff, Rob, the wife. They've done a phenomenal job with that track, and uh, we're just happy to be a part of that organization. We've scheduled 10 races there. Our drivers like it. It's a driver's track. Well, well all right. Just got a correction from the boss. Um, but uh, they've done a phenomenal job, especially with accommodating the drivers, the teams. Um, they've turned it from a real hardcore business back into the family atmosphere, and Susan and I are really pleased to have the, have the Fast Mini Cup Series participate at Auburndale. That's cool. I'll tell you, next year, man, you know, last earlier this year, of course, we were doing uh, the Tuesday night Real Racing USA live show from up at the, the Snook River Grill, and you guys came down a few times. Uh, maybe uh, the beginning in this next season, maybe we can find a place up, uh, up your way where we can uh, once in a while come up there and do a show live. Uh, we were just talking about that the other day and uh, something we look forward to doing. Yeah, there's uh, many places in uh, Zephyr Hills, Wesley Chapel area where we live at uh, oh, that would love to host the show. Um, uh, just get with Susan, and uh, she's real creative. Uh, she's definitely the business mind and a real talent um, behind what our program is and what we have to offer our drivers and also the track owners. I mean, uh, we're no holds bar. We don't pull any punches. This is what we got. This is what we offer. Come race. Come have some fun. What about tech next year? Susan was saying something you're, you're going to change, maybe upgrade the tech. Yeah, Susan's going to do the tech. That's what I heard. Yeah. Oh, good luck with her doing tech. <laughs> She's already got her plate full. Uh, we put on Dickie Owens this year, and he's going to be our race director. No uh, kidding. Yeah, oh. Dickie Owens, man. He's coming back out of the woodwork. Way uh, to go. Yeah, he's, uh, I think he's got an, an impeccable track record, uh, great integrity. Um, plus, none of our drivers really know Dickie. They know of him. They know that you know he's a no nonsense type of guy, mm-hmm. and uh, it'll put our show more on a balanced, you know, a balanced area and a level playing field for all the drivers. Cool. Hey, let me ask you something. Uh, are are these cars uh, a WKA sanctioned uh, karting class still? No, no. Um, I don't believe they ever were. Um, it, the the sanctioning body for this is MMRA miniature motorsports racing association they also do a lot of the baby grands 
okay. uh, bandolero type uh, uh, classes. It's all miniature racing. So you have uh, this MMRA. Are they um, basically all the cars are built the same? So those guys can come down from other states and fall right into your category. Yeah, this is a definitely a spec racing sport. Uh, you can take these cars and go race anywhere in the country. Well, great. You know, folks, uh, I hope you pay attention to that. And uh, if you're ready to get into some racing and you want to get into oval track racing for less of an expense than uh, getting into a car, um, well, maybe think about cars it. Cars realistically are uh, a base dollar amount is what you would spend on a, um, a mild pure stock uh, Camaro uh, Monte Carlo type car or a four-cylinder bomber. These are the same comparable expense. And the best part about it is... They run on pump gas. You only need to buy a motor once a year because these motors are literally bulletproof. Uh, EES came up in uh, Tennessee, builds our motors, and he does a phenomenal job. These things are bulletproof. Front, front and rear airbags. Yeah, they're rear engine. <laughs> he said front and rear airbags. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I thought you said are they front or rear engine? Rear engine design. I'm the, I would say you only need side airbags with these cars because uh, when you take a lick, you take a good lick. Well, um, it's like anything else. It's definitely real racing, you know, so uh, safety is an issue, and uh, we covered that earlier, and uh, it's definitely a testament to the kind of cars that are built as to some of the wrecks that I've seen them get in, and uh, they seem to not have a problem. I, I think Jack's hit on something there. You know, when you guys get up to uh, having, you know, 20 and 25 and 30 cars, I think uh, um, things are going to change for you, and you just need to keep plugging along like you are. You said you had 12 races scheduled at that track. How many races do you have scheduled for your whole season, and what other tracks are you going to race at? 22 races, and we'll be at Charlotte County Speedway and DeSoto Speedway. Good. We would have been at Ocala, but they're going dirt. Well, well, wait a minute. Let's talk about that. I was just going to ask you, what about dirt? What about going to East Bay, or what about going to Ocala and running a couple, you know, uh, things will run on dirt? That'd be funny. (laughs) It'd be the same for everybody, you know? Well, the drivers don't want it. Um, you've got these cars sit down, so uh, it'd be a mess. Oh, uh, of course, they'd probably bounce around on one of them tracks well, too. Bounce around. You've got carburetors and and filters and everything getting dirty and filthy. Oh, come on! You know what's so funny, Sue, is to watch. You know, you see them going around. You think there's little midgets in them, and then a six foot guy will come crawling out the top of it. That's what I was saying. I've seen some pretty big guys get a battle, uh-huh. but. Um, you know they've they've been around for a while, and uh, there's it's been a great training uh, facility for uh, quite a few drivers that have come out of uh, the ranks of those cars and 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 gotten into other cars. And uh, I myself, I think it's important, you know, the steps of racing to just jump right into something uh, a regular car or late model or even a truck, you know, is not advisable. Um, well, uh, my two fine drivers that came from many cups that. Uh went to trucks and, and are in late models, and that's Seth uh, Greco and Ray Black Jr. Absolutely. Ah. And there's another Greco that's in your class still now. Blaze Greco. That's right. He, he, he He's still doing it, but he's also um, kind of doing some quarter midgets. Right. Well, he's trying to learn. I know that's, that's what I'm saying. It's a great uh, facility to uh, train your kids and train yourself if you're looking into getting into racing. Well, um, keeps them off the street. Yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> keeps them going in circles. Yeah. <laughs> Mom and dad, too. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's true. All right, man. Is there, is there uh, anything that uh, we didn't get out here that you guys need to let 
people know about? Um, just at... Um, When's your banquet? Our banquet's January the 12th. We're going to have a cookout over here at Zephyr Hills Park. Cool. Um, with some music, DJ, some games, some good food, and some prizes. And then we're going to, around 5 o'clock, go into the banquet hall and do the awards banquet uh, with more prizes <laughs> and awards. Nice. Cool. cool. Where are you guys at over there in Zephyr Hills? You guys live over there in Wesley Chapel, you said? Uh, Zephyr Hills. Yeah, you know, that's where I was from before I got transplanted here after Hurricane Charlie down here in Port Charlotte. I lived in Wesley Chapel. And I still go back every Wednesday and do an auction at Action Auctioneers right next to Festival Park and on 301 on Wednesday nights. Oh, okay. You have to come to the auction some night and see me in action uh, doing that. Sure. Give, give us give us a word. No, no, no. You'd have to pay me to do that. <laughs> oh, come on. Just once. Come to the auction and you but, can see uh, it. We're at um, uh, Auburndale Saturday night, and we um, we had someone in the grandstands that was really taking a look at us, and um, they came down during autograph session and uh, hosted some money for next year. They, um, That's always nice. To be is it a business or individual? You may as well go ahead and spit it out who it is if they give you money already. <laughs> I will spit out our main sponsor for next year, mm-hmm. Coulter Motorsports. All right. All right. Way to go. That was very diplomatic, Susan, i got to tell you. That was very. Certainly was. That was very <laughs> diplomatic. What? <laughs> you didn't answer, you didn't answer the question. <laughs> she thinks that she thinks that she got me on that, she, yeah, but I realized exactly she, what she okay, did. Brown Motorsport. Brown All right. All right. Go. That's a good one. But that's... also Temple Cycles out of Melbourne, Florida. Hmm. Well, that's great, you know that you See? guys are hooking up go. like that and I keep working at it because like I said it's you're bringing up kids, teaching them how to race, and uh, keeping them off the streets. Those are all good things. You started out with uh, just from a zero with a little bit of something going on and uh, lots of advice from uh, the Birdman, I'm sure, and look where you are. Yeah, yeah, Birdman's definitely uh, held our hand a little bit uh, getting us started, and uh, Bobby Deal took us under his wing and uh, gave us a, a place to race and, and just good family atmosphere and that's kind of what helps kick this whole thing off and uh we're going forward full 100 percent next year and uh hopefully the growth will just keep uh chugging along all right well we certainly wish you the very best and uh, appreciate you coming on the show and teaching us about the mini cups get, get the fire going up at zephyr hills we'll see you there mm-hmm. all all right. Right. yeah we're keeping things in the hot seat around here well thank you and have a great night uh-huh. take it easy rick Susan. Having us on. All right. See ya. Bye bye. Bye bye. Thanks. There you go. The mini cups. Make sure you're. uh, Hey, let me just do one thing quick. Hi, Linda. Hi, Linda. Yeah, Linda's listening in. Linda listens every single day. And and who's Linda? Explain to the people. Say say hello to all the all. Not just Linda. But all the people down there in, in Punta Gorda. All the people in Lee Punta Gorda that are listening. Yes. But Linda gets nervous. All, she gets all jittery when I do this. All, all the people in Zephyr Hills. <laughs> yeah. All the folks that are listening, uh, hello. How are you? <laughs> are, let's take a quick break. Let's uh, play some music. Let me hear some rock and roll. And Fire on the mountain or something. Rock and roll. Go ahead. What do you want to say, Jack? Spit it out. Spit it out. We're going uh, to uh, uh, uh. take a commercial break, and then we're going to come back with Scott Reeves. We're going to go trucking with Scott Reeves and Logan Bordeaux. Scott Reeves, he's got a famous dad or something, don't he? Superman. 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 <laughs> 
you know, uh, uh, I, I hate to say it, but I, I've been around forever, and I'm getting a different view on things than I had when I was wide open racing. But if all the racers would just understand that these racetracks, in order for us to keep them, they need your support. They need you when you uh, the weeks that you're not racing. They need you to go watch the races. And I, I, I just see so many of the racers giving the racetracks a hard time instead of giving them the support that the racetracks need. And you just got to understand, without our support, we're, uh, we're cutting our nose off to spite our face. We, we, you know, we go and try to fight against the racetrack, and in essence, you're fighting against yourself. Because once that racetrack's gone, you've only hurt yourself. So uh, I've got a lot of racetracks where I'm not nuts about the promoter, and I'm not nuts about who owns it, but I would still like to support it. Uh, and it just you just get so it's, I, I just see the the support dwindling away. For our racing to survive, what what all our, all of these racers understand is we all need to be part time uh, promoters. Yeah, uh, we all need to promote our sport and promote our racetrack. And and every other racer I talk to is trying to run his racetrack into the ground and and uh, and bitching and complaining about everything and bitching and complaining about the, to everybody that listen to them. Well, you know, to me this has got a negative effect. That's going to come back and hurt you when all at once you don't even have that racetrack there to race at. Yeah, absolutely. And um, if all the racers, if all the racers, racers would go out and try to promote their racetrack and their sport a little bit more, I'm telling you what, we uh, you'd see a whole lot uh, more racetracks that are open and staying open. And uh, uh, it's like I say, maybe I'm getting old. I don't know. When purchasing a technical product like brakes, there is no substitute for quality and experience. In the performance industry, no one has more experience than the brake man. The brake man has been designing high-performance solutions for a variety of applications for almost 40 years. The current products from the brake man are among the most advanced on the market. The Tornado calibers are the only calibers in the performance industry to carry a U.S. patent number in their new line of pads and rotors. The Brakeman Super Brakes are solving brake problems on hard-use vehicles, from police cars to ambulances and a variety of fleet vehicles. So if you're towing a trailer, carrying heavy loads, or just plain want to extend the life and stopping power of your vehicle, it's time to go The Brakeman on the web at thebrakeman.com. Carnac.com, your online racing community since 1997. Carnac.com is racing classifieds, racing photos, racing news, lively racing message boards, chat rooms, multimedia, and so much more. And if your race team or racing business needs a website or your website needs a fire lit under it, look no further than Carnac.com. From affordable web hosting to fancy flash animation, Carnac gets it done. Bud Light presents Real Men of Genius. Real Men of Genius. Today we salute you, Mr. Fantasy Football Manager Guy. Mr. Fantasy Football Manager Guy. Every year you assemble your closest friends to prepare for another season in the knockdown, dragout world of make believe football. Fourth and inches. You were born with the one skill every manager needs to play fantasy football. Absolutely no skill playing real football. Not so good at catching. Imaginary catches. Imaginary touchdowns. Next up, an imaginary score with an imaginary woman. Good imagination. So crack open an ice cold Bud Light, oh Swami of the sidelines. You may come in dead last, but you're always first with us. Mr. Fantasy Football Man, you guy. Bud Light Beer, Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. 
Are you ready to win? If so, it's time to move up to five-star race car bodies. Five-star race car bodies designs and manufactures the highest quality race car body components. Short tracks, drag strips, road courses, and even in the desert, five-star has one driving passion to help you win. Five-star race bodies designs and manufactures for NASCAR, Grand Am, NHRA, IHRA, SCCA, Short Track Asphalt, Short Track Dirt, USAC, USAR, Hooters Pro Cup, and the ASA Late Model Series. Find out more today at 5 Bonjour, Michor. You lived in France? Wow. Yeah, Francais, man. Parlez-vous Francais? Amiso Jack lived in Le France. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Yeah, well, it okay. might be. Okay, you might find be. humor in the weirdest now, things. Doesn't he? He's got okay. the weirdest sense of humor. Now, All right, Logan. Logan, put those video games away, would you? Hi. <laughs> that's, uh, that's the bonehead Rob Elting talking to you. Welcome to uh, Inside Florida Racing. Uh, Logan Bordeaux, you won the, uh, the 100 lap uh, Advanced Auto Parts. Fast car pro truck race at New Smyrna. Man, that's an Way accomplishment. Way to go. That's an accomplishment. Yeah, it's definitely a big accomplishment uh, this year for me, being my rookie year. So, uh, Logan, did they uh, give you any, uh, like, a card that you can go to Advanced Auto Parts and, like, get free parts for the next, you know, year? No, they don't give anything like that. They just uh, kind of sponsor our series, like, for our award banquet and uh, put up the money for what we win. So uh, let's talk about how long you've been racing. You're a young man. How old are you? Um, I'm 16. 16. You got a driver's license? Yes, sir, I do. All right, all right. Now, how long have you been racing? Um, I started when I was about five, and uh, I actually quit racing when I was probably about nine or ten. And uh, last year I just felt like getting back into it and told my dad. So we actually bought a Mustang and raced that for a little while. And it was kind of a little slow for me, so we ended up buying a truck and went out and started practicing and we're, this is my first season actually really racing any kind of cars or anything for a while i hope you don't get burned out no i won't <laughs> um very interesting uh so uh what got you into the trucks um we were just looking around for anything that i could race and uh one of our friends actually races trucks and his brother knew of a truck that was for sale so we went and uh looked at it and uh ended up buying it do you have any goals for the future? You know, like moving on to late models or anything like that? Actually, uh, yeah. Hopefully during uh, Speed Weeks at New Smyrna, I'm going to run an ASA car and also the trucks and hopefully work my way up into some late models next year and then hopefully do that full time. No kidding. Well, wow. That will be great for you. The ASA uh, uh, series is a great series to come out of those trucks and get into before you get into a super you know so you can get used to the car and then uh then uh, get once you got that down pack get used to the speed and horsepower of the supers you know because that's really about the only difference they all handle about the same oh yeah i can't wait are you well, from up north logan no um my family is but uh i've grown up in florida all my life where's your family from boston massachusetts i thought so <laughs> what part of boston um, Pittsfield. I'm mostly Pittsfield, I think. Oh, okay. I heard that in there. I knew it wasn't from France. They said you were French. <laughs> no, we were just talking about the Ain't, last We name. were just talking about names. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we were talking about how did people pronounce your last name different. How do you pronounce your last name? Um, Bordeaux. See? 
See? See? Yeah. Just, just like the wine. You thought it was boudoir. No, so, I said if he was from Louisiana, <laughs> it would be boudoir. So, Logan, uh, what what do your friends at school think about you being a race car driver? That's a good uh, question. They all like it. Um, at first, they really didn't kind of get, like, what it was. They didn't know how fast it was and how big it actually is. So they've come out to a couple of races, and they love it, and they always call me every Saturday night and see how I do, and they always come out and support me. You got a nickname yet? Not really. Huh? I kinda, some people call me Lugnut, but that's about it. Lugnut? Yeah. Hey, you know what you need to do? You wear your driving suit to school. The chicks will dig that. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard my friends told me to do that before. <laughs> well, I mean, it's just something different, you know. Uh, nice. uh, I, as a race car driver, you got to have some kind of personality, so uh, it's definitely easy to show it by throwing your driving suit on and going to school. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. So uh, tell us about, now, we talked about your racing a little bit. When did you get into the trucks? You're 16 now. How old were you when you started racing that truck? Um, I... I was getting ready to turn 16. It was more, uh, I was, I started practicing when I was 15, and, uh, I turned 16 in July, so not that long ago. I, this is actually my first year racing the truck. So, oh, you're first year. Good start. Yeah, and you, and you win a 100 lap race. Now, how many races have you raced prior to winning this race? Is this your first win? No, this is actually my fourth win. I've, uh, I've ran about 12, uh, races in the Advanced Auto Parts actual series, and, uh, about 12 in the little weekly show and um my first race ever in the trucks i won uh on the last lap on the outside and uh then i've won the last three in a row races this year so do you play linebacker as well no i'm i should be playing football but i like racing so i'm just gonna try to you don't need to play football you're just gonna get hurt (laughs) if you play football if you're gonna get hurt at least do it racing we're we're looking at your picture here and uh, you're a very handsome young man so you're going to get girlfriends with or without racing. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I mean, the driving suit is a little plain to be wearing to school. You can get something yeah. a little crazier Yeah, you got to get a, fl- a, a really bright, outstanding yeah, suit. But now plastic, you're winning plastic. all these races. I mean, I'm sure you won't have any problem finding sponsors to go buy right. you. Uh, yeah, he gets get your mom to, to, to sew uh, uh, sponsors all over it, even if you don't have them. Yeah. You know? It looks like you're famous. <laughs> you put, so, car, put Karnak so, on there. So, so how? Want. Yeah. So how did you win the race? Tell us about the race. How did you win it? He's won four. Sounds like. Well, the, the, the big one we're talking about here uh, this past weekend at New Smyrna. Well, uh, there's about I think 26 cars, and uh, I ended up qualifying second. And uh, we have to do a pill draw, and the leader actually drew a zero, so we all stayed the same. And uh, I just rode around in second for probably about 35 laps. And then uh, the leader kind of slipped up, and I passed him. And I ended up actually putting almost about a straightaway and a half lead on that, everybody else. And uh, we went for probably about, like, 80 laps, and the caution came out. And uh, I just kind of slowly pulled away again after the caution and just led pretty much almost the whole race. So, so, was that car you passed? Was that Bishop? No, he was, he was actually in third behind me. I passed uh, Kevin Henry. Oh, Kevin Henry. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, you put a straightaway on these guys. These trucks are all supposed to be pretty even. What are you doing? I'm just driving the heck out of it, and I got an awesome crew, uh, Dustin Skinner and Michael Williams and Noel Latour, that uh, work real hard to setting up my truck, and we uh, took it all apart that whole week before the race and just double-checked everything and practiced a lot, and they're just awesome at setting it up, and it flies. Well, that's you know, a, that's... Oh, go ahead. That's it. I was going to say, that's... 
That's a great answer because uh, definitely those cars, uh, the guy that puts the time and working on the car um, is probably going to be the guy that's going to be the victor at the end. And it takes hours and hours of working on these things to get them to victory. So, uh, And uh, with the trucks, I guess you want them to roll as free as possible. So uh, no friction, nothing rubbing. It's always good. Not only that, this is this is no this is a hundred laps. Yeah, at that monster New Smyrna, man. I mean, this is. Uh... Is that where you race all the time? Um, well, there's a weekly show, like a weekly race that I normally do every weekend there. But in the series, the Advanced Auto Parts series, we actually travel to um, like DeSoto, Columbia, Lakeland, and Bronson, and tracks like that that are kind of around Florida. Where'd you win at? Um, I won at New Smyrna twice. Okay. Well, I'll tell you, that's something, because, you know, Scotty Bishop, uh, I've been over a few times at Lakeland and at New Smyrna. Um, he wins a lot of races. That He's a youngster, too. I don't I don't know how old he is. I think he's probably a little bit older than you. Am I right? Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure he's just a couple years Yeah, old. I think he's probably 17 or, or maybe 18. He's just a little guy, but uh, you're a lot bigger than he is. So maybe that's maybe you intimidated him. But uh, you beat Dalton Zier. Yes. Scott Reeves. Those those are some good guys, man. Yes, sir. And I'll tell you what, you managed to get around there without Gorham getting into you. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's a good one too. Huh? Oh yeah, he's he's been I've been battling him a couple times during the year and uh he's, he was in front of me for the fifty lap race that I actually won and he ended up actually blowing up in front of me and I ended up uh, taking the lead. Yeah, George is a tough race car driver, man, no doubt about it. He's a good one too. Oh yeah. Uh that's uh that's cool. So what are you? Uh, what do you do besides racing? Like, what are you, some of your other interests? Um, well, really, I would normally just school and uh, then normally work on my car as much as possible. But normally, just hang out with my friends and uh, like play football and stuff on Sundays and just hang out. And it's really about it between that and racing. Have yeah. you got? Uh, what are your grades in school? They're pretty decent. <laughs> What's pretty decent? Your idea of decent or your mom and dad's? A's and B's. Oh, good show. Leave him alone. Do they have strict rules for you in school? Be, you know. Yeah, they tell you if you, you can't race in school if you don't make good grades. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, If I make bad grades, I'm definitely not racing. So. Well, that's good. Well, that's good. Well, let me ask you this now. Who, of the drivers that you've, um, you know, you've met so far out there in, in, the, in Florida racing, who are some of the guys that you really look up to? Um. Well, probably Kevin Henry the most because uh, I actually grew up next door to him uh, when we were little, and uh, I kind of got him into quarter midgets. And when I quit, he kept moving on, and now I'm starting racing against him now. And uh, he's a real good driver, and uh, I was really pulling for him to win the championship this year. But uh, Scott Reeves is also a great driver, and uh, I want to tell him thank you for uh, all the nice racing I've got to do with him, and congratulations on the win. Well, he's coming up next, so we'll, we'll pass that along. I'm sure he's listening. <laughs> oh yeah. Do you have any sponsors or anybody that you want to thank or talk about? Um yeah, actually uh Bordeaux's One Stop Plumbing. It's my dad's company and uh Tropical Ford and Porky's Barbecue and Tim's Automotive and uh I'm also looking for any major sponsors or even little ones for next year to help uh help out with anything. What are you going to do race the trucks again? I'm going to try to race trucks full time and then also work in late models as well. Do you get your hands dirty? Oh, yeah, definitely. I work on the truck a lot. Yeah, that's, that's good. good. That's very So you good. understand some of the mechanical aspects of racing. Who, who, yeah, definitely. Who, uh, who's your crew crew chief and all them kind of people that help make this all work out there on the track? Well, uh, mainly uh, my spotter who normally spots for me is Michael. 
Williams. He's like my main sponsor, but I also have Dustin Skinner. That's Mike Skinner's son. He uh, spots for me a little bit. You got Michael Williams and, and Dustin Skinner spotting for you? Oh, yeah. Oh, you, you're on the ball. Oh, yeah, we're we're doing good. And uh, Nola Tor also is a big help. He does a lot of fabrication and uh, a lot of engine things he's real good with. And those are basically my three main people that really help me get through the season and help me win. Well, that's cool, man. All right. I'll tell you what. Is this, um, and, and, uh, from what I understand, uh, this is like you don't do a lot of these interviews. This is like a, kind of a new thing for you doing interviews like this? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I've never really done anything like this, especially when I was in court midgets because it really wasn't that important. But yeah. now I'm starting to move up through levels. Yeah, this is definitely new for me. Well, now now you're in the big time, dude. And let me tell you something. This will be uh, like what we do is we save all these shows, all these shows you can listen to after, you know, they're archived. And I'm sure you're, you're familiar with the computer. Oh, yeah. So, uh, and we'll, t- we'll take your interview. We'll separate it out so, you know, people can just click on it and listen just to your interview if they want. And uh, so you can tell all your friends at school that you're now world famous on Karnak.com. That's oh, yeah, right. Definitely will. World famous. Tell them inside Actually, Florida racing. Real race in USA. Yes. And just, just to make a point here, um, when you were driving quarter midgets, you were not a low class. You were a beginner class. And it's the beginner classes that make what you are now. So we don't, procre- we don't, uh, prejudice against the young kids that are just starting out. We try to help them along too. It's the low class. He was right. Watch your mouth, boy. He was right. <laughs> no. And he's going for the, the high class. The, Logan. The backbone class. Again, man, congratulations. And we'll pass along your, uh, your, uh, kind words to, uh, uh, Scott and, uh, look for you next year, man. We'll keep an eye out for you. We will have you back on the show again if it's okay with you. Oh, yeah, that's perfectly fine. Thanks for having me. Well, we sure appreciate you being on, and thank you very much. Hey, Logan, every business that you walk in, hit them up for sponsorship. Okay, I definitely will. Every business you walk in, hit them up for sponsorship, and you'll get more. Take it easy. All right, thank you. Take care. Good night. All right, there you have it. Now, isn't that refreshing? Yes, most definitely. Refreshing. (laughs) Very oh, yes, very refreshing. Yes, very refreshing young man. And we're going to be talking to the champion um, in that class that he was referring to, um, You know Scott what? Reeves. Yes, and you know what I found? Like, the kids are so polite, so genuine, and they really give it their all. I, I really love the kids in racing. I think they're great. <laughs> Is that opposed to the old farts? Like, uh, well, I'm looking at her wondering... We, like we don't give it our all, we give it everything we got. We just ain't got enough anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you, you get up and go, got up and went. Yeah, man, it's great to see all the kids coming up, and I think that it's important that we keep They're these so classes. They're so respectful, and they all these different classes that they race in. Like you said, whether it's quarter midgets or whether it's you know uh, the uh, champ cars or whatever it is, it, it's it's a class that allows them to be able to hone their skills. And to get into the truck class, and then in these trucks, like he's doing, once you become uh, winning races or become like uh, Scott, who we're going to talk to shortly, winning races and winning championships, then you can go on to you know another class. And uh, and uh, so we got Scott on here now. I now live from the East Coast of Florida. Superman, two thousand and seven, fast car, pro truck champion. Do you have any Scott, music, Scott Reeves? No, I don't have it queued up. Scott Reeves, what's up, brother? How you doing? Good, man. How you doing? Uh, just fine. Still a little tired. Long drive home. 
Long drive home. All right, Scott, you're talking with, uh, that's Rob Elting and, uh, and Carol Wicks here in the studio with me, and uh, welcome to the show. Yes. And I just went over there and I heard Logan just for a second at my mother-in-law quarters. <laughs> I told you it was less than. Yeah, we, did, so you heard uh, his... Uh, for Kevin Henry, I heard that. Oh, did, did you hear the kind words he had for you? Yeah, but he was pulling for Kevin, so. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, the whole, the, 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 the all, it's all over now, so. Yeah. So uh, tell us about, you know, your your um, series this year. You know, your races, obviously, they must have gone um, pretty well for you to come out and to be the champion. Uh, actually, we struggled. I mean, at the beginning of the year, we were good, and actually, I mean, just because we won the championship, I thought we had a, not a terrible year, but uh, below par. And we were just not happy. I mean, we struggled some places. We had some good nights and um, caught some bad breaks, just like everybody else, just like Austin and uh, Kevin did. But we struggled. I was really disappointed not winning the race this year. You know, sometimes that's how it goes. You know, a lot of times the... Uh and uh, Florida Series racing that I've been affiliated with, the guy that doesn't win the races uh, a lot of times does win the championship because uh, these guys have, can have such bad luck. What? You know, you having good luck and, and finishing, uh, you must have finished more laps than the rest of the guys. Yeah, but I would say we did not have good luck this year. No? I'm, not, I'm, just, I'm just saying, I mean, it's great we won the championship and it, it kind of salvaged our year, but really it was subpar for us. It's it's been several years since we've gone all year without winning, and it was bothering me. Right. And, you know, if we didn't, even if we would have run second to Kevin Saturday, um, I, I would have been really disappointed. It was just because of the wins weren't there. and it, uh, But, you know, it, it salvaged our years, what happened. Well, I hope you're going to be okay, because it sounds like you're really upset about this. <laughs> no, no, I, I was. I'm telling you, it bothered me. Well, you shouldn't let it bother you. Well, it did, and it, it still does. I mean, it salvaged our year. Yeah. But what are you going to do? I, and I heard Logan there. And, you know, Logan's a, he's a good kid, and, and there's, they're really, he's really improved. But, you know, we race against people. You know, he's talking about the people that work on his truck. I mean, you know, he has full-time employees. I mean, that's not how we operate, you know, and good for them. I mean, if we could, we would have employees, too. But, you know, we're dealing with two different things. Well, I know how that is. You're talking to somebody that works on his car, <laughs> races his car, pays for I mean, everything on his we, car. So I'm, I'm I'm right with you there when it comes to caliber. So, But me, I... I I loved I would love to go to every race and win, but sometimes it's there, it's laid out for you, and you have just as much uh, you know uh, there to win as anyone else, and it just doesn't work out. But I still, how many races did you guys run this year? I have no idea. <laughs> that many? Well, fourteen. I don't know. Okay. Well, um, you know, I'm sorry you couldn't get a win in there, but I I hope next season is full of wins for you and a championship again. Are you going to run the trucks again? No, actually, I won't. I won't know that until I get some sleep. You know, I think about this over a couple of days, and you know, we were talking about it. Um, we may go back to just having fun. You know, the series was making us push it, push it a little bit, and go not as prepared as we'd like to be. You know, you know, we'd put two tires on, and 
everybody's putting four on, you know, the, the guys that are really running for it. And, you know, it, it's tough to do it that way. Well, I think you need to go back to what is fun. I mean, if, if racing has to be fun because there's no money and you're not going to make any money at it, okay? It's not going to be a money-making venture. So it has to be fun uh, first and foremost. Once it becomes not fun, then uh, I always say you shouldn't be doing it because that's all this is, is a hobby for all of us. Even these guys that think they're pros and they're racing in these late models and they're pro racers, you know, uh, it's really just a hobby. There's somebody else supporting it. You know what I mean? Listen, I'll be doing it. I mean, some of these kids, you know, i just curious how many of them will be doing it, you know, 10 years from now or... They won't. It's doing it. No, right. Some will. I mean, very few, like Austin Howell. And I have to give thanks out to those guys. They stepped up this weekend and really helped us out at New Smyrna because we had all kinds of problems. And we were just chasing the gremlin. We could not find it. And those guys, uh, my dad, my poor dad worked his butt off this weekend trying to get the bug out of the truck, trying to figure out why, why it wouldn't run. But Austin Howell's guy stepped up, came up there, and, you know, somebody on the outside came up and helped us figure it out. And that's what that what, that's what won us the championship that, that night was, you know, the help from the guys that we raced with. They really stepped up and helped us. So I don't know if I missed something here. Your dad is a past racer also? Yes. Uh, I mean, actually, we found out this year there's an old picture in my shop that they figured out that, you know, we've been racing for, or my family has, for 50 years. Wow. You know, and it was pretty cool. There's an old picture of my dad sitting in a micro midget with his father. And, you know, they're like, you know, we think that picture was 50 years ago. So, I mean, we're not going to stop anytime soon. These kids will come and go. Some of them will stay. You know, Austin Howe, I I was joking with his father that, you know, one day my kid is going to be racing against his son. And he'll be the veteran driver, you know, but we'll still be doing it. Well, there's a, a lot of kids that, that are racing today who's has enough, uh, they have enough financial support that they're not going to have to race um, here in local racing for very long. They're definitely just using it as a stepping stone, and that's great. Um, there's a lot of guys that don't take the time, um, like I believe Carol asked uh, the uh, um Logan. Logan prior if he was involved with the truck you know because some of the kids aren't some of them are um I think it's important that they definitely you know learn learn what tire stagger is and and learn how to do their tires and and learn how to uh, uh properly do their uh, shock package and springs on their vehicle and you know it, it's good for them to learn those things maybe not if they're too young and they physically can't actually, actually, you know, put a spring or a shock on, then that's understandable. But for them just to understand what changing the spring rate on that uh, side does, um, I think ultimately is going to be important for them to continue to race. Because if, if they're 15 and their uh, financial back, backing is willing to say, okay, well, we're going to support your racing, son, no matter uh, if you're 25 years old, we're still going to support it, then that's fine. But what happens is, is a lot of them, their parents support it till the time they're 18 years old or whatever, and then their parents say, okay, well, now you have to go get a job, and you have to learn how to race on your own, and, and that's where it becomes harder for them 
rather than a guy like me. I started racing go-karts at 18 years old. Not, I mean, not started. I started younger. But You're saying harder for them. No, that puts them back in the real world. You're going to find out whether they really want to do it or not. Yeah, but I think right. they were they were, they were were put in it wrong. Like I said, I uh, we were put in it more into a go-kart. Like, like I said, my personal experience was go-karts until I was probably about 22 years old. And then I start. I bought a street stock, you know, and started racing that, and saw what that was all about. Running every week, my goodness! If you can afford to run every week in a street stock and be there, no matter what happens, when we were running at Sunshine at that time every week, you know, you could afford about anything after you ran a season of that and saw what it was like. And that's what I'm saying. I think that some of the experience that I experienced in becoming the racer that I have um, has been the the financial burden of the whole thing. The, the time frame hey, of the whole thing and trying to have a job. Wrong, hey, you're talking to the wrong person about this. No, what? what, what no, tell, no, tell us, Scott. No, tell. Uh, that's what we're trying to get out is that I think that it's important to hear from you uh, a different side because all we hear about is from the kids and the fathers. So tell it. No, it, it's going to be interesting to see how many of these kids still race 10 years from now. You know, I mean, do they keep going? You know, it's, I mean, that's a whole other subject. But, you know, I, I know the howls. Um, just because they were involved with Jack Cook and those guys were racing as my father. And, you know, it, it, it's just in their blood they're going to do it. And, you know, not taking anything away from Logan or any of these other people that, that I've just met through the racing and Dalton's there, who, you know, Logan has really improved a lot. And congratulations to him. Um, I mean, he has improved from the beginning of the year till now. You know, Kevin Henry, I really enjoy racing with him. I mean, he's a class act. You know, and I know I can go door to door with him. Dalton's there, same thing. Austin Howell, I mean, I have all the respect for him in the world. You know, I it, it's so much fun racing the trucks with the kids that are being taught how to race right. Right. You know, and and sometimes you know, but you know, there's also a downside to racing with some of the kids that you know you can't race with. I mean, I was getting jacked up. Saturday night, you know, beat on my my hand was out the window, my finger was out, you know, pointing in the rearview mirror, you know, and people that, you know, that knew I was running for the championship and knew I was racing with uh, Henry, that just would not show the respect, you know, it it was tough. I mean, you know, you have that mix of some that are, you know, they don't get the big picture, you know, they have no idea, you know, their allowance is the same. But, I mean, it, it was on. And, and Kevin Henry, I'm, it, it was really, I was really excited about going there and racing him straight up for the championship. And it, it was a matter of who finished in front of who. And, you know, it was exciting. I mean, everybody, my mom was about to drop dead in the stands. My wife, <laughs> she can't take this. You know, she's going to have a heart attack. You know, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, was, it was just a lot of fun. I mean, it was a great weekend for us. That's cool. And it salvaged our whole year, you know, because it would have been disappointing for us to lose it just because I was frustrated with the other part of the year, you know, because I know we're better, you know, and we got bit by some stuff and some mistakes. I made a couple mistakes through the year, and it bothered me. You know, you know, Scott, uh, what you were saying about the kids, and we talked about this, what, I believe, I believe it was like a year ago. We pretty much we talked about some of this stuff a year ago, and uh, with you and uh, 
uh, we we run into that same uh, same deal. Like when we're talking to uh, uh, guys with the uh, uh, ASA late model series, Hooters Pro Cup series, some of the other traveling series. There's some of the kids really do have it, and they they've they've been taught the right way in terms of respect on the track and and stuff. But there there's there are some who don't who don't get those lessons, you know. And uh, it does make it difficult, uh, and I think that's just kind of what you were expressing. We had no, fast. Right. Co- I enjoy it, and you know I understand that they're still learning, you know, and I have to remember that sometimes. I mean, we were battling with uh, Jessica Murphy Saturday night, and she was one of them jacking me up, and I mean, blocking on lap thirty. You know, it, you know, I don't do that. I mean, you know, I don't. I mean, when we got by Henry with ten to go. You know, I was concerned. It's like, you've got to be kidding me. i got to block him for 10 laps, you know, if he gets on me. And, you know, I don't like the blocking thing. I can understand two or three laps to go. But, you know, there was kids out there or the younger people, you know, blocking way. It's not just the young ones doing it, let me tell you. Well, the, the, something you know, needs to be done. There's no doubt. Straight away, you know, go, you know, I go high, they go high. I go low, they go low. You know, I go high again going into one, and they go high again. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Well, isn't this if where... We, if we weren't racing for points, it's that I would have took it upon myself to teach a couple people. You know, that is not the way to do it. Scott, isn't this uh, isn't this something that the, uh, like the, the racetracks and the, tra- and the series, the very series directors, the people, race directors for the series and stuff, isn't this something like where... Uh, perhaps with uh, the influx of uh, young people, uh, more so than ever before, into the racing ranks, that uh, maybe some of these things need to be addressed maybe a little bit more than they have been by the race directors and folks like that who, who uh, you know, let them know what time of day it is a little bit more and maybe teach them some of this stuff. No, it's part of dealing with, you know, me backing off from running a super, going to the truck. You know, it, that's part, that's something I have to pay for. Or have to deal with it because it's, it's a you know a, I deal with beginners, you know, and sometimes you know it it just gets frustrating. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I mean, there's the I, I, don't get me wrong. The, the kids in this truck are they have been really good to race with, you know, and I knew to be careful around them. Why are you racing with the kids? I'm not understanding this. Well, it's just because well because the kids are running up front. Well, no, the, the kids should be in a class. I thought it was to 17 no. years old they were in their own class. No, 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 no. no. Well, uh, you know, th- that has to be discussed with the guys that make the rules in the classes. They've been allowing oh. kids to come in and run some of these classes, but they should have a kid's class for trucks to 17 years old, and then 18 and up should be racing um, the other trucks. It should be that way in the Super Late Model Series, the ASA, I guess if they want to allow that as an entrance series, you know, then then, then maybe they should. But um, no, no, like, that's just how I feel. You know, that's personal opinion. That's all. No, right. Most of the time, the kids are awesome. I mean, they and they are fast. I mean, there is no doubt about. It. I mean, they're coming there with the best stuff, and they are fast. Well, you, you the, go up there. You know, Francis Logan. You know, he was talking about testing at New Smyrna. I mean, I went to it. I probably tested the day before a race twice this year. I mean, and, you know, they go and they're working at it and they're working at it. You know, they have thousands of laps. Jessica Murphy, they keep testing, testing, testing. They're going to be fast. I mean, they're learning. And to their credit, too, that they plan on moving up. Yeah. You know, we just like racing. 
How yeah, far no. can they move up, though? Well, they, what? How no. far can they move up? They're not going to. They're going to move up. They're going to be in super late model by the time they're 16 years old. And Absolutely, then where are they, gonna go? they it's, are. It's Absol- crazy. You got different. Scotty, I'm just looking here at the list. The 26 drivers that race in this cl- in this class, and this this I think is what it comes down to. You have guys in this. I mean, Scotty Bishop is is won many many races at Lakeland at uh, 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 Dalton Zier. Um, obviously, Logan's making progress, but then you have some some uh, some of the kids that, that are younger that really they're not anywhere near equipment wise or skill wise with some of those guys. So, I mean, there's a big difference uh, between ages not not between the ages, but in the same age group, one one sixteen year old is not like another sixteen year old necessarily. That's for sure. But still, they should still be racing against each other, and then by the time they turn 18 years old, then they can go into a, another class. You know, Even if that guy outclasses a couple of other 16-year-olds, um, still, um, I think it gives them something to look forward to. The kids have nothing to look forward to if they're in a late model at 15 years old because they're, chances are their career is going to go no further than a late model. Okay? So you talk about burnout. an argument about the kids. You know, it's not, I mean, majority of them are... It's not an argument. It's something that needs to be brought out. No, yeah, but they come with good stuff, and, you know, they are some, they're they learning. I mean, we just have to deal with some of them that are learning, and, you know... It, it, why not you know, put them in a class of their own, though? I, I don't understand why you, you, the guys you race with don't put them in their own no, class. It's just their Hey, listen, even in the super late models, I dealt with knuckleheads. You know, you know they're in there. No, that that's right. But the thing well, is, is you don't have to deal with their father. No, I'm well, being serious as a around, guy that I drives. Joke around with uh, Chad Aiken when we were going at it at New Smyrna all the time, and I always joked around. You know, at the drivers' meeting, I tell him, I say, "Listen, if you do something stupid, I'm not coming after you. I'm gonna go find your dad." You know, I would just put the pressure. Yeah, I know it sucks. So. Drivers I, I don't mean to be rude, rude, but I think we got a break coming up here, don't we? Well. Um, hey, uh, hey, Scott. Yeah. Congratulations on uh, winning the championship, and uh, don't sweat not winning a race this year. Maybe you'll win ten next year. And the best up. way to teach these kids is through example. No, yeah. right. But but listen, those kids. I mean, a lot of them, they really raced well. They do. You know, we had we had a couple, you know, incidents, but I mean, overall, it's really impressive. I can you know, at that age, I just wanted a go kart or. You know, we, you know, back when I was growing up, we didn't race at that age. We got to cut you short, honey. I'm sorry, but we got to go do a commercial. Thank you so much for being on the show. We'll have you back again. Bye now. Bye-bye. The one thing that I have found at least through my years, is that no different than what you guys talked about, no different than what I've been talking about or anybody else talks about. We've got to self-support our sport and, and not talk, you know, yes, we can have problems, we can have complaints, we can have, you know, officials we know are going to make a few mistakes and sore drivers, and there's only going to be one winner. But to generate our sport, I think we're going to have to continue talking positively about it and not necessarily turning off that new fan, because that new fan is a new generation that liked computers. And, and you know, maybe they're not out working on their own car. They're taking it to Jiffy Lube and not changing the oil like we did or, you know, or anything like that. So I guess my, 
my soapbox would be internally, I think all of us, no matter how upset we may become, we need to keep pushing our sport and making it a positive tone. When purchasing a technical product like brakes, there is no substitute for quality and experience. In the performance industry, no one has more experience than the Brakeman. The Brakeman has been designing high-performance solutions for a variety of applications for almost 40 years. The current products from the Brakeman are among the most advanced on the market. The Tornado calipers are the only calipers in the performance industry to carry a U.S. patent number and their new line of pads and rotors. The Brakeman Super Brakes are solving brake problems on hard-use vehicles, from police cars to ambulances and a variety of fleet vehicles. So if you're towing a trailer, carrying heavy loads, or just plain want to extend the life and stopping power of your vehicle, it's time to go The Brakeman on the web at thebrakeman.com. Karnak.com, your online racing community since 1997. Karnak.com is racing classifieds, racing photos, racing news, lively racing message boards, chat rooms, multimedia, and so much more. And if your race team or racing business needs a website or your website needs a fire lit under it, look no further than Karnak.com. From affordable web hosting to fancy flash animation, Karnak gets it done. Bud Light presents Real Men of Genius. Real Men of Genius. Today we salute you, Mr. Discount Airline Pilot Guy. Mr. Discount Airline Pilot Guy. Your minimal experience flying a plane will never land you at a reputable airline. Luckily, you don't work for one. Look at me, I'm flying. Sure, we're concerned for our lives. Just not as concerned as saving nine bucks on a round trip to Fort Myers. The most direct route to Houston? Through Fort Lauderdale, with layovers in Detroit, Vancouver, and Kalamazoo. I can't feel my legs. So crack open a nice cold Bud Light, oh skipper of the skies. You put the fly in fly-by-night operation. Mr. Discounted on Bud Light Beer, Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. Are you ready to win? If so, it's time to move up to five-star race car bodies. Five-star race car bodies designs and manufactures the highest quality race car body components. Short tracks, drag strips, road courses, and even in the desert, five-star has one driving passion to help you win. Five-star race bodies designs and manufactures for NASCAR, Grand Am, NHRA, IHRA, SCCA, Short Track Asphalt, Short Track Dirt, USAC, USAR, Hooters Pro Cup, and the ASA Late Model Series. Find out more today. FiveStarBodies.com. All right, all right, all right. What do we got here? Inside Florida racing? Is that what we're doing? Well, what I was trying to say, (laughs) I just want to see these kids be able to race for a long time. I don't want to see them get burned out. You know, racing a late mile at 15, what else do you got to look forward to? Well, that's exactly exactly why we decided to go get one of the kids and bring them on. So we got one of the youngsters, and that's our next guest, Jim Fenton. Welcome to Inside Florida Racing. Jim. Hi, Jim. You there? Yeah. How you guys doing? I was not sure about the connection. Can you hear me okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're, you're fine. Yeah, you're good. You're fine. Yeah, if all of us would just quit talking at the same time, it'd probably be okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jim Fenton, uh, you've had illustrious racing career, uh, at least in the early days, uh, Talk to us about the Governor's Cup in the early days. 
Well, it was uh, it was quite a thrill. It was quite a thing, really. Um, of course, that particular one that we managed to win was pretty special for us because Dick Trickle typically would blow into town, you know, once or twice a year and, and just uh, take us to the woodshed. And, uh, you know, that that was pretty aggravating because, uh, you know, especially if you were doing well on your local track and then have somebody come in, I mean, and just go out and do a couple practice laps and, you know, twist a couple wedges, wedge screws, and then uh, turn fast time. But uh, So that was kind of an extra special race for us because uh, we had gotten beat so many times by him, and, and that was a flat all-out race, uh, you know, racing thing where we, you know, beat him instead of... Uh, him dropping a stone or something like that. So, yeah, it was pretty special. So uh, what year was this that you won the Governor's Cup? 79. 1979. And uh, how many years did you uh, run uh, previous to that at the Governor's Cup and after that? Well, I started racing in uh, 67 in the Tornado Class at Golden Gate. And uh, I started late models uh, 72. Uh, 79 was the cup, and then we started to go downhill after that, uh, uh, competition-wise. You know, in our heyday, we were able to do well with what we built under the tree in the backyard, so to speak, or in our shop in the backyard. And then late 70s and early 80s came, you know, came the cubic dollars, you know, the the store-bought chassis and the and the crate engines, and uh, you know, the more money you had, the uh, you know, the better you were able to finish up front. So, I'll never forget the last time we raced in March of 1983. First month, sunshine opened up, and uh, we started a heat race last. And you know, very, very seldom did, did we not win a heat race. And shoot, I, I had all I could do to run, I think, fourth or fifth. And we loaded that car, and I stepped out of it. and that was the last time I'd ever been there. Do you how, how well? I mean, is is the is the race in 1979, which the, the Governor's Cup then that year was held at uh, Sunshine Speedway? Uh, is it like really vivid a memory? Is it like what? I'm is is it a vivid memory of how the race? Yeah. Yes, it is. I mean, you kept you you kept Dick Trickle from making it two in a row. <laughs> yeah. And, what was kind of extra special, I don't know if anybody remembers that day or if any of y'all, I, I think y'all got longer, a lot younger than I am. Well, I'm old enough, but I wasn't there. <laughs> what was kind of special about that day is is we uh, broke our uh, hood pins in the front, and, and, and my hood came up. And so I run, I don't know, 18, 20 laps with the hood up in front of the windshield behind him, uh, still trying to pass him first outside, inside, uh, you know, looking out the left side window. So <laughs> it was kind of extra special doing so well with the hood in front of the windshield. For one thing, we, we you know, caught a caution, and uh, our crew, or two guys from the crew, ran out there and, and uh, got the other two pins off and, and got the hood off. So I, I don't know if you can, if you saw the picture that was recently posted. But that's why the hood, the car is sitting there uh, with the hood off because uh, the darn thing came up. I don't know about that. It was about 25 or 30 laps from the end. So that turned it into a little bit of a challenge, let alone who was leading and who I was trying to pass. Yeah, I mean, you had, uh, what, you had 
two Michigan or two Wisconsin guys and a Michigan guy, Mike Eddy, in the in the in the top five there. I mean, that was. Uh, yeah, and uh, I think Seneca was there too. Although I'm not sure, I raced against him quite a bit. He he was another one of those guys that would come down and do well, uh, uh, you know, from Michigan. But uh, I mean, those guys uh, they were always good. I mean, they always moved the bar up higher uh, for us to uh, you know aspire to. So I, I mean, I never minded racing with them. I just always you know minded getting our butt beat. He's probably talking about Mike Miller. Yeah, Mike Miller. <laughs> he was the other Wisconsin native. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. But uh, so Sunshine Speedway back then. Uh, what did you think about Sunshine Speedway back in the day? Oh, I loved it. I, yeah, I did. I I kind of cut my teeth. I actually drove at Golden Gate first, but uh, Sunshine, you know, was in you know my backyard, so to speak. So yeah, I love that place. I uh, when they shut it down, I. I thought about going out there and getting a little piece of asphalt. Is the track still there? Yeah, it's there. Oh, yeah, it's, it's there. A, it's a testing center for uh, uh, toll plaza passes. Oh, right. <laughs> and we you were we talked earlier today. You were you were at the the uh, Sunshine Speedway reunion, and uh, right. tell us your impressions of that and some of the people you, you met and talked to. Oh, I I really enjoyed it. Uh, it it brings back. And shoot, I saw Gordon Lee there. I haven't seen him and. One, two, three. Yeah. Laverne. Laverne Patrick. Yeah. That was the uh, most awesome party I think I've ever been to. Oh, yeah. It, it, it was just great. I, you know, you guys, you know, deserve a lot of credit for putting something like that together. What a what a fantastic thing. I, I saw people there I hadn't seen in years, so I had lots of fun. Yep, Jack, Rick, they worked so hard yeah, on Terry that. Scampton and Terry uh, Scampton. A lot of people did uh, did a lot of, lot it of stuff was, there. It was like far more than I ever expected. So uh, now here's well, the deal. Me, uh, you know, we used to Go ahead. You know the number 81? Chevelle, he was there. Yeah. Yeah, it was a lot of people there, no doubt. I'm telling you. I didn't know I didn't know her. Who, I mean, I knew... Some of the guys that you know, the younger guys that that were there, but uh, not being around back then, I, I didn't know most of the people there. I had no idea who they were. <laughs> well, you didn't realize when you were going to do a sunshine reunion, you thought just these guys you knew were going to be there. That's going to bring out everybody. Well, quite frankly, we didn't have a clue who was going to be there. Really, we are didn't. you going to the next one, Jim? Oh yeah, if you're going to have one, then I'm I'm still. Living and breathing now. Well, then you need to come up to that head table and show yourself. He did. He did. Oh, what what was I I, sitting right next to him? No, you were in the Tony Stewart booth. Listen, listen (laughs) to this. Listen to this. What what happened, Jim? I was telling Jack this afternoon. I I tried to work my way to that table, and um, my gosh, y'all had so many people around there. It was a fight. I mean, it, it was something. That's why I didn't go. There wasn't room for me, and I was afraid Bonnie Hill would be there, and I'd be mad. (laughs) <laughs> hey now jim we we were talking with uh scott reeves who won the the truck championship in the fast car truck championship there and we got into a little thing about the kids and stuff and and you know he he was he said a couple times you know he wondered how many of those kids would be racing you know he's talking about the real young ones you know how many of them would actually be racing 10 years from now and and uh rob was you know they were talking about that and Tell us about, you told me something that, that kind of startled me, actually. You said you have not been to a short track since 1983. For shame. Is, For, that, is that correct? To race or watch? Hello? 
Oh, did we lose him? Looks like he hasn't been on the, he's not even on the show. Hello, Jim. All right, I'll tell you what we'll do. Uh, well, what are we going to do? Well, we're I know talk you better quit picking on these people. Yeah, see, they just hang up on you. But uh, so, Jim Fitton in the Governor's Cup in 1979 with the likes of Dick Trickle and Mike Miller, and you know, I thought I'd see Ed Howe's name in there, but I only see the top five. I don't see the top ten. I know Ed Howe. He, he was the the inventor of the uh, plastic nose on the front of the cars. Oh, yeah? He's, he is supposedly what changed late model racing into what it is today with the sloped noses and stuff. When they did away with the stock front ends and went to the sloped noses, they said it all went downhill after that. <laughs> but, you know, you wouldn't have these cool-looking cars now if it wasn't for old Ed Howe. And a lot of cool brakes and hubs and chassis and stuff like that, too. <laughs> Do you know who Ed Howe is? No. No, I didn't think so. That's okay. Ed Howe doesn't know us, so it doesn't matter. Okay. So, um, to, get, to get on another subject before Jim yeah. comes back, we were having a discussion about memorial races. Right. Do you think... If they race, they should have a memorial for them. If they never raced... Well, do you think that every... Don't you think it might be better to have one big race memorial to honor all the people at that track who... Um, Hold on oh, a we second. got Jim back again. Yeah. We'll get back to this. Yeah. Oh, okay. Hi, Jim. All right. So we have Jim Hello. back. So, so Jim, what I was getting ready to do there was ask you, you. You mentioned something that you hadn't been to a racetrack in a while. No, it's been uh, shoot. I, I haven't been to a short track since we quit in uh, three. Eight. My wife and I go to a lot of uh, you know NASCAR races, but uh, I haven't been to a quarter mile or half mile since since we walked off. And this is not necessarily because. You don't like it, right? Oh no, oh no! I loved it. As a matter of fact, I was uh, I was ate up with it, and I, it's one of the reasons why I was, uh, you know, skeptical about going back when I walked off and we weren't doing well. I just, uh, you know, I, you know, I had a real good marriage, and I do now. I, I was very fortunate to, I, I mean, the first fifteen, sixteen years of my marriage was solid race car, and. Uh, I'm just, I'm so very, you know, grateful that my, my spouse hung in there with me and is still with me now. But, uh, uh, yeah, I just, uh, I was afraid if I back there, I'd, I'd start, you know, participating again. And I, uh, I wouldn't, you know, I didn't want to do that and not run well with that kind of a sacrifice. So I think I made the right decision, but so it's always, I mean, it's, I mean, you get into something like that, and you do it that long, and if you do it well, uh, you know, it's just, it's in your blood, period. Well, I hope you just didn't let a bad night of racing turn you away for years. Say again, I'm sorry. I said, I hope you just didn't let a bad night of racing turn you turn you away for all these years. No, <laughs> no, no, not at all. No, I, I know exactly what he's talking about. I mean, we've talked, Rob, you've been around this thing. The you know. addiction. Absolutely. I the mean, addiction you know, you, of racing. It's. Uh, I mean, some some people uh, don't really like a lot of things. Don't really know how to handle it. I mean, they. Uh, I mean, you've seen people take their, you know, end up destroying their their life financially trying to to win a uh, street stock championship. Trying to win. Trying to win a race. What are you talking about, Jim? I've quit this show sixteen times. <laughs> I know what addiction is. <laughs> 
And you just keep coming back. And I just keep coming back for more. <laughs> yeah, I think you got to know when to draw the line, especially when it comes to family life and when it comes to your life in general. And too much of anything is not good. And uh, for some people, they have a hard time drawing that line. Is that what you... Oh, you're right. I, w- I was listening to you talking to those younger fellows earlier, and, and, you know, it's so cool to hear that exuberance and that enthusiasm. I I remember having that. But uh, to do well, I mean, unless you come into that sport with a whole bunch of money behind you, big money sponsors, uh, I mean, you got to dedicate full time to it. I mean, you got to get very serious. And uh, if you don't, you know, you're not going to win, period. Well, you know, not everybody stays with any sport all the time. Uh, you're, you're always making room for new people to come in, and and five years at any sport is, is a long time because you, yeah. as you age, you everything changes. Yeah, but the sad thing about racing is that racing hook gets down in there, and it's hard to get out, and people spend all their money and mortgage their homes like i said you just have to know where to draw the line what what mm-hmm. well, what, what, what you can afford and what you know you can afford in your life you know mentally jim this, we, we yeah. were we were talking off the air um about uh we did a little bit of surveying and come up with uh and i was getting ready to say you know to tell uh rob that our research that we had done indicated that the average life or you know the the career of an average race car driver was five years i didn't even get it out he said it before i even got it out you know and um you know i think that's right i was going through my list of, of uh, phone numbers of race car drivers today and i was marveling at how many of them don't race anymore guys that were racing five six seven eight years ago that you saw at the track every weekend and they're not and uh, yeah, there's not, i guess there's you know that's just the way it is I yeah, don't really think I, it matters that much how great you are. It matters how much you love what you're doing. That's right. That's a good point. And uh, take, uh, you know, Trickle again, for instance. I hate to keep bringing him back up, but, gosh, I think he still races once in a while. Because it's uh, fun. He loves it. He sleeps in a race car. I mean. Oh, I'll never forget that guy. Boy, I tell you what, a cigarette in both hands. <laughs> leaning over that fender and just... Uh, I mean, you talk about somebody that lived and breathed, you know, racing, and I guess still does. But, I mean, he, you know, he didn't sit back uh, in a white suit and let somebody else work in that car. I I always appreciated somebody that got their hands dirty and, and helped put that car in front of themselves. And, uh, well, he was certainly one of them. I kind of miss those days when guys used to build the car and, what is that? Are you being rude? Sometimes Jack goes off the deep end. <laughs> he's playing. Uh, he's playing one of our spots. What I was trying to say is I miss the days when guys used to work on their cars and bring them to the track, and it was, you know, as good as they fixed their car, that's how good they ran. Yeah, he's, right. he's got it's Ed right. Howell over there. You can see who he is. Yeah. Okay. It's, uh, back, back when it was run, what you brung. And there you go. Yeah, that's yeah, what I was trying to uh, think of. Yeah, it's uh, and, and that's why I don't, I don't know, I hate to get on the NASCAR, but that's... Let's why, go there. I, I, I mean, I, you know, I don't agree, you know, with the qualifying thing and the top 35 and... That's all crap. And, 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 and all that stuff. I mean, those guys, I, I don't know, I'm just, I'm old school. How yep. should it be? How should it be, Jim? Come qualify, fastest 43 guys start the race. I don't care what sponsor's on the side of that car or how much money you brought. Run what you brung. Start where you qualify, run what you brung. That's right. Thank you. That's what I like. 
That's how super late model racing should be today. Even though the guys are complaining, yeah. oh, that guy's got too much money, it still should be run what you brung. That's right. Run what you brung, right. make sure it weighs this much. That's it. Don't worry about what motor's in it. Yeah, so so uh, what do you think of the racing these days with the, the in NASCAR with the, uh, you know, we've gotten away from, uh, you know, the Wilkesboro's and places like that and, and gone to the big uh, super speedways, super speedway. Texas and super speedway. What do you think of all that? I, I think it's it's you know out of hand. It's it's not like the old. <laughs> I hate to keep going. I mean, I'm an old fart. I, I almost thought you guys were <laughs> and you gal was going to do a segue when you mentioned the old fart. <laughs> to go the, to Jim Fenton, but anyway, we could work something like that. The out. thought crossed our minds. Even old farts listen to Inside Florida Racing. Hi, my name's Jim Fenton, and I race. There you go. <laughs> hey, that's where I aim. The shoe fit. So, so then, uh, go ahead, anyway, Jim. I just, you know, you want to see what they used to be like. Stop at that, uh, you know, at the at the museum, you know, at Talladega, and take a look at those cars that. Ned Jarrett and Tiny Lawn and stuff used to drive that are set with just the, with just the original, uh, uh, you know, bucket seats with the chrome strap around the back. And I mean, those cars run 170, 180 miles an hour, uh, and no sidebars. And, uh, you know, I just, uh, I mean, those were the days. Have you read about the uh, reunion at New Smyrna? We got a whole bunch of drivers coming out, oh, yeah. coming over there from the '60s and '70s, and oh, is that right? It is going to be the most it's phenomenal old, reunion, Jim. It's an old fart convention. It's an old fart convention. <laughs> All the Bugsy Stevens, I, Leo Cleary. I should have been on the invite list. When's that going to happen? It's going to happen on the 15th of February, just before the big race. So, All right. So you've so, got to come over. So how? Since you not haven't been going to uh, Florida's local short tracks or anywhere else. How is it that you became uh, uh, started coming to uh, the message board on Karnak? <laughs> well, I've got a nephew that that uh, started racing. He's uh, he's a little bit of a decent uh, super supercross and motocrosser, and uh, he started racing late models. And I started hunting around for a place to to uh, ke- you know keep up with him. What's and, his name? Uh, Ricky Carmichael. Ah. Look at you. Oh, and it was that awesome interview that we did with him on here that stuck out in his mind, I bet. Ricky Carmichael, to me, is one of the finest sportsmen in this world. Jim, I'll tell yeah. you, he did pretty good over at the Governor's Cup this year. I, I was, um, yeah. Uh, he, he, I, did, you know, he did I good. I haven't seen him race yet. Um, and like I say, I, I kind of rely on Karnak, you know, the message board to keep up with, with what he's doing. But, uh, uh, I mean, I know him as a man. And uh, I mean, I'm you know I'm a relative, so I'm probably going to sound uh, prejudiced. But I mean, there's a young man that's uh, that's had all the money uh, that a, a, a sports uh, you know athlete could make, uh, and uh, he's just he's stayed good. He's kept his head screwed on straight. He's 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 never varied. I mean, back when I was. Uh, uh, involved, you know, a little heavier with the family, and we were closer, uh, and so on and so forth. I mean, I couldn't even get him to drink a beer. Uh, so, uh, he, he's got all those positive things going for him now. I know who you are now. I talked to you on the telephone when I was looking for him. There you uh, go. You know, we got, we're 
Yeah, when, uh, you know, I don't know how he's going to do in a late But I know him in terms of his ethics and practicing with that, you know, motocross. And I'll tell you, I don't know of anybody that takes it, you know, any more serious than him. He is, he, he's got such you know, a fine family, his crew, everything about them oh, yeah. are so great. Jim, you didn't hear all that, did, did you? <laughs> he just you played, noise? he just played, a, he, he tries I, to be a producer. No, all I did was, I go, you go to some websites, you see. Oh, yeah. And, and they have, they have soundtracks that yep. play uh, automatically. And yeah. what happens is that when you, <laughs> this is the computer we're broadcasting over, you see, so. Holy cow. If well, you'd stop fiddling with it i was no actually what i was trying to do was i was looking up to see where exactly where he finished in the governor's cup because i'll tell you fifth. It, uh, i think he finished fifth. seventh oh seventh. i think it was seventh i believe so yeah it was but it was um that was the first time i'd actually seen him race and a 200 lap race like that um he um he managed it i thought very well i thought it was just very well managed uh, it was a very good seventh place finish he's he stayed up front all night. Do you long. realize that none of those people he was racing against could run ten laps on one of those motocross tracks oh, that he used to race no. on? You know, if there's yeah. any guy that's got endurance, that kid right there's got the endurance to go five hundred laps, probably. But he's such yeah, a professional. It, he's such a professional person. Go ahead, Jim. I see. I see a lot of negative uh, comments about him on the board and elsewhere because I don't pay goes. attention to him. I know he shows up with an entourage and and that kind of thing. And 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 believe me, I've, I I I used to be where those other people are that see, you know, money come into the pits uh, like that. But uh, uh, you know, as Carol says, I you know I know the man side and I know the ethics side. Yep. I don't know if he can turn that steering wheel. I don't know if he's going to be able to drive a late model to the front. But I can tell you one thing: there's not a better crosser. Uh, yeah. In the world that I know of, yeah. Well, the, the negative part of the deal—that's just uh, you know—that's the culture clash and the, and you know jealousy. He's yeah. enjoying racing, from what I gathered, and in the interview that we did, uh, he's really enjoying you know racing the cars and learning you know how to uh, uh, race a different species of racing. You know, and uh, oh, yeah. one thing that was relative for him is the kids are still here. Our kids are just as good as the kids he was racing against yeah. in motocross, so. The thing about Ricky too is, after a race, no matter how tired he is, he stops and he he'll stand there and talk to those kids, sign autographs, do anything they want. Yeah, he's he's always been he's always been good that way. And keep in mind, you know, he does not have to do that. That's right. I mean, uh, you know that. I mean, he could go on off and uh, do whatever he wanted to do. So, I mean, I give him credit for that. To 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 you know, go to a short track when you know that probably seventy or eighty percent of the people in the fifths are going to have an attitude, and, you know, you probably got a target on the side of your car for half of them or whatever. So, I mean, I give him credit for that. So He's got Mike Fritz with him and Scott. He's got a great bunch of guys with him. You know, you talk about old. I, I never heard of Mike Fritz. Oh. And, 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 and I tuned into your radio show, you know, to listen to you talk to Ricky. And then I, 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 you know, heard Ricky mention Mike, and I thought to myself, "Who the hell is Mike Fritz?" And so I, <laughs> I started reading about him on Karnak. If you heard that horn, I just stepped out of my hotel room because the phone keeps going dead. But anyway, uh, I see where Mike has won, uh, you know, the Florida Governor's Cup twice, hasn't he? Yes, yes and, a couple, and a couple of years ago, till yeah. till he quit racing a couple of years ago, 
um, for about two years, he won everything. You couldn't. I mean, if mm-hmm. he was in the race, it was a foregone conclusion where it was going to go. I mean, literally, he won just about every major race uh, in Florida for a couple of years. Well, then it sounds like he's got a pretty good, you know, mentor there. So, oh, there's no doubt. There's uh, no doubt he does. Ricky's kind of taken up with Patrick Conrad too. There's another kid that's going places. And, and Fritz and Fritz is as good a guy as there is, as you know, in terms of being somebody to to be a, a somebody stable person to deal with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if Ricky gets to where he can win races in in the late model, he'll be going somewhere in another car somewhere. I'm sure. Well, I heard but, he's well, moving up to North Carolina. Is that true? That's the plan. He's got some plans. I but don't the, know. I it, I heard that Ricky was moving up to North Carolina. Mark Martin wanted him up there or something. It, yeah, that that could be. I I don't know. That's so, sad news. So, so Jim, there's there's this big uh, big late model race up in uh, Lakeland in in early January where the North versus the South and and uh, they have the North 100 and and then the South 100 and then the then the next day there's the big 200 lap race with all the big guns. Uh, we're we going to be able to get you out there, maybe? Will they let old farts in there? Yeah. As <laughs> long as you got an ABC, you? an ABC body and a progressive motor. <laughs> I got a See, that's our, that's, our, that's our mission in life now is to get Jim Fenton at the racetrack. <laughs> at least a watch. I mean, come on. Are you talking to watch or are you talking to no, we're talk- yeah. steering wheel? Yeah, no, we just want to come out and watch race, man. I okay. think Jim's probably about 40, which means I'm going to hurt somebody here for calling him old. <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds like you're having fun, though, Karen. Oh yeah, we do have fun. We love our races. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool. Maybe we'll maybe we'll get you out this week, this year to see. Uh, and I'll tell you, you know, it's like when they had the 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 the, uh, the Governor's Cup, and they have the the guys all come out and uh, get the past winners' pictures and stuff. Yeah, yeah, we need to get you in that, man. Yes, we, it's a cool thing. It really, really is. It's a cool thing. I'll. Uh... I'll stick my nose in one of those things one of those times and surprise you. Okay, good deal. Where do you live, Jim? Uh, I live in Palm Harbor. I don't know if you know where that's at. It's just, just north of Clearwater over on the west coast. It's in the middle. Oh, well, you could drive down here and come to the show. <laughs> All right. It'll only take you about two or three hours. Where do you broadcast from? Charlotte? Port- yeah, take him an We're hour to get here. Northport. Yes, about an hour from the, re- from the Real Racing USA Towers overlooking... Uh, Overlooking the expanse of the, of the Gulf of Mexico. Cross the Skyway, get on 75, go about another 50 minutes, and you'll be here. Hopefully right. the elevator's working on most days. <laughs> hey, Jim, it's great having you, man. We will talk to you again soon, no doubt. And thank right. you. you. Thank you. you. You've, sparked more que- you've, you've sparked more questions than you might know. <laughs> Appreciate it. Take it easy, Jim. Night, Don't Jim. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. There you have it. Yeah. Jim Fenton, winner of this 1979 it just don't Governor's Cup. Rob, Rob Dick Trickle of two in a row. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How about that? It's, it's, uh, well, okay, we're going to take a very quick break, and we're going to come back with the Critter Man. And then the snowball update with uh, Steve Myers. Do-do-do-do. my years is that no different than what you guys talked about, no different than what I've been talking about or anybody else talks about. We've got to self-support our sport and, and not talk 
you know, yes, we can have problems, we can have complaints, we can have, you know, officials we know are going to make a few mistakes and sore drivers, and there's only going to be one winner. But to generate our sport, I think we're going to have to continue talking positively about it and not necessarily turning off that new fan, because that new fan is a new generation that liked computers. And, and you know, maybe they're not out working on their own car. They're taking it to Jiffy Lube, not changing the oil like we did. Or you know, or anything like that. So, I guess my my soapbox would be internally. I think all of us, no matter how upset we may become, we need to keep pushing our sport and making it a positive tone. When purchasing a technical product like brakes, there is no substitute for quality and experience. In the performance industry, no one has more experience than the brake man. The Brakeman has been designing high-performance solutions for a variety of applications for almost 40 years. The current products from the Brakeman are among the most advanced on the market. The Tornado calipers are the only calipers in the performance industry to carry a U.S. patent number in their new line of pads and rotors. The Brakeman Super Brakes are solving brake problems on hard-use vehicles, from police cars to ambulances and a variety of fleet vehicles. So if you're towing a trailer, carrying heavy loads, or just plain want to extend the life and stopping power of your vehicle, it's time to go The Brakeman on the web at thebrakeman.com. Carnac.com, your online racing community since 1997. Carnac.com is racing classifieds, racing photos, racing news, lively racing message boards, chat rooms, multimedia, and so much more. And if your race team or racing business needs a website or your website needs a fire lit under it, look no further than Carnac.com. From affordable web hosting to fancy flash animation, Carnac gets it done. your mind on the money speaking of the money we're going to talk to uh critter um he's not critter anymore he's don creedy <laughs> oh i'm still critter they still call you critter that went around the track oh yeah yeah they wouldn't know any other way now critter uh this is bonehead and uh i remember you when you used to be the tech man over there at uh probably in 2000 over there when billy hooker was running the show over there okay and uh, I used to run the 27 car, and you always knew me because I was bonehead. It said bonehead right across the windshield. You couldn't miss it. <laughs> oh, man, you know, my memory's really not that great. I'll bet if I saw you face-to-face, I'd know you would. That you would, because I got a face you ain't going to forget. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, how you doing, and uh, how's things going over there at Citrus? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, I'm glad the season's over. That's the only thing I can say, really. <laughs> <laughs> you guys had one heck of a season this year. Yes, ma'am, we did. We did. Um, I think uh, the year went fairly well this year. Uh, had a very good car count all year long. Uh, yes. I think most of the racing was pretty exciting. Um, had a lot of new uh, points champions this year. So uh, all in all, everything went good. How many classes you guys uh, run in your points deal? Uh, seven, I believe. Every night, at least seven classes. That's a lot. It yeah, is. Usually, uh, I mean, uh, sometimes there's six, but, I mean, for the most part, I think we, we average seven every week. 
So uh, you guys still averaging all them fans? These guys used to have some great fans. I used to love to race there. Uh, fan counts are down a little bit. Uh, you know, unfortunately, the con- the economy is so bad right now. I mean, it- it's hard for the average family to afford to come to the racetrack. Yeah, uh, that's what he was talking about earlier. He was doing a, uh, uh, a little uh, spreadsheet, if you want to call it, Jack, is on uh, the prices that tracks uh, charge to get in. Right. And uh, I told him I didn't know if we should talk about it or not. It could just be a problem. <laughs> no, it's, uh, you know, I mean, it doesn't bother me at all to talk about it. I mean, uh, we're going to try something new this year. It's uh, something we were, we've been kicking around. Racing uh, for trophies? Try and figure out a way to uh, come up with some sort of a punch card. You know, they, uh, they come visit the track. Uh, we haven't decided whether it's going to be four times or five times, but whether it be four or five, uh, the next night's going to be on us. That's a good idea. Well, uh, we're hoping it. We'll find uh, out. You've got to try something. And, uh, you know, knowing they're not going to spend any money, maybe bring a friend or what have you, you know. So uh, you guys run super late models, right? Yes, sir, we do. Um, tell me, you run them once a month, twice a month? Uh, we run them twice a month. Uh, we alternate them with our modifieds. What's your purse? Uh, I mean, your pay. Uh, and was and should, still will be uh, probably 1200 to win. That's 50 laps? No, sir. That was uh, 35. Uh-huh. Uh, we are looking at increasing them this coming year lap-wise uh, due to the fact I think we're going uh, to be dropping our uh, heat races. Okay. Just do qualifying? We're going to do qualifying only. Uh, yeah, qualifying and then uh, run the feature. Uh, I think it'll make for a better night for everybody. It'll let us get started a little bit later and hopefully let us get done a little earlier and uh, the fans aren't stuck sitting in the seats for four and five and six hours. All right. How many modifieds have you guys been able to keep? You know, modifieds just seem to be dropping off like flies in these classes. Is your class doing well? Uh, It's doing fairly well. We lost a few uh, during the year. Uh, You know, we lost, uh, well, Billy Beckelheimer, we lost him during the year. Uh, he did make it back for the last uh, race or two. He was in a in a very bad crash working uh, with the county down in Hillsboro. Yeah, I heard about that. Um, and we lost a few more that uh, you know due to autom- the cars getting wrecked and just not being able to afford uh, to fix them. Do you? Th- uh, but we did average. I think our, we retained an average of about fifteen to seventeen. That's you- good. Yeah, that's. I was going to say that's that's not bad. I- do you think that uh, Ocala going to dirt now is going to increase your car counts? Um, from what I've talked to a few of the people, uh, it should increase a little bit. There's still a lot of people up in the Ocala area that they were born on dirt, and they're looking forward to going back to dirt. So, sure. you know, we'll not gain a few, but we'll also gain a couple of them. So you're not going to dirt? Oh, no. No. I just, uh, one night during the year, I did get that rumor started we were going to go ahead and go start. before the end of the night it was back to me quick they didn't want nothing to do with that <laughs> oh that's funny yeah you know herb herb doesn't like to race on the dirt and get his car dirty oh, Newman? he told yeah. us that he told us that i don't know uh, I, I enjoy dirt uh, going to it I, I know i wouldn't want to be a car owner that's for sure yeah i've got a friend up in uh, north carolina that races dirt and he spends three quarters of the day Sunday cleaning the car so he can work on it. You know, <laughs> I just I can't see that myself. But more power to him, I guess. What uh, What about this uh, 
Winter Spectacular coming up? Uh, the Winter Spectacular, we're going to actually have two of them, uh, which is we have one in December, which will be December the 8th. Uh, it's going to be a 75-lap modified race. Uh, we're going to have a 50-lap uh, limited sportsman, and we're also going to have a 50-lap street stock race. And then uh, in January, we're going to have a 75-lap uh, late model race, a 50-lap mini stock race, a 50-lap pure stock race, a 50-lap four-cylinder bomber race, and a 50-lap figure eight. The fabulous 50s. Man, I remember um, one of the last times I raced at Citrus was the Winter Spectacular, and it was not so spectacular for me <laughs> on the first lap. You had a bad night, did you? Yeah, broke an axle and ended up driver's side up mm. into the turn four wall. It was really weird. Really? Yeah. Then he had to hitchhike home. <laughs> It wasn't funny. Uh, I hate seeing anybody tear up a car. I used to love racing there, though. I think you guys got a great facility. I've tried to tell people, you know, a lot. Uh, when you guys widen the track up, it, it really made things, you know, to where you could get a bite better and, and use the outside a little bit better. And, uh, you know, for, for years we raced on the rosin out there. I remember it was crazy. And uh, do you guys still do that? You still put rosin out when you run the late models? No, no, we uh, we do spray the outer two grooves though to to uh, kind of even them up a little bit, you know. Well, I remember you could run the outside there. We put out a, we put out some traction compound, make for better racing. Yeah. Absolutely. So, what date is that spectacular again? Give those two dates. The first one is December the eighth, with practice on December seventh. All right. And the second one is January the nineteenth, with practice January the eighteenth. All right, and your your late models are super late models, right? Yes, sir, they are. So now Fantastic. you, yeah, you, now during the the year, uh, Don, you guys race uh, late models. What twice a month? Twice a month, yes, sir. Oh, you already asked that? Yeah, we already went over. Oh, you already covered it. But my, my, <laughs> yeah. some of us have been here. Yeah, you can tell Jackson running out eating <laughs> until it's getting close to ten. <laughs> they caught I mean, me. Nine, excuse they, me. They caught me. <laughs> All right, well, let me open up another can of worms. Did they already open up the, 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 the ticket can of worms? No, sort of. Sort of? Sort of, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Now, you guys are charging 13. Is that right? Yes, sir, it is. But you don't, like, go up to, like, big numbers when you have special, what what would be called special events? Those spectacular. How much are you going to charge on that day? It will be the same rate. Okay. There you yeah, go. That's we, the biggest thing. We didn't day. raise our price at all for anything this year. Right. Uh, we, can, we, we stuck with the same rate all year long. Uh, in hopes that the uh, the families and the drivers also, they knew what they were going to spend when they got to the gate. They weren't going to be surprised. What about entry fees on the Spectacular? Uh, there is one, but it's a, it's very minute. Um, I'm thinking on the mods it's uh, 50, and I'm not positive, but I'm thinking the late models is uh, either 75 or 100. Okay. And uh, they, they Put that on your list. Back, you know, no matter where they finished at a minimum. Yeah, so now you uh, and you guys next year. From what I I heard from the scheduling meeting, that uh, you're pretty much other than uh, the sprint cars, you don't have any major big series coming in. It's you're running, you're focusing really on your homegrown divisions. Yes, sir, I am. Uh, we've talked it over with the new owners, and they want to concentrate on on our local, uh, you know, local people and our uh, our weekly people that support us every week. Um, we run the we run the uh, the wing sprints. Uh, the wing wing sprints have always been good to us. 
they bring the crowds for some reason. I mean, they're exciting, but the crowds love them, you know, and they pack the stands. So uh, we're going to stick with that. And we're going to run a few of the uh, the little classes, you know, the... Uh, uh, the hey, Don. Ups, uh, hey, Don. Do the Ford Open Wheel Lights. Um, you know, a couple of the others in that in that general, in that realm. Hey, Don. You know what that some reason is? Uh, what's that, sir? They them sprint cars. They make your blood vibrate. Oh, they do that. I mean, they are awesome. I mean, when when they can run a full second, second and a half faster than even the super lates. I mean, it's impressive. Well, when you can run a thirty lap feature in about three minutes, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's impressive. There's no doubt. Is your I, uh, I just hope you know for the sake of TBARA that uh, the new owners take care of it and, and run it as it's been run you know as as far as the you know taking care of their drivers and stuff. Take a deep breath. We'll just yeah. have to wait and see. That's all we can do. What uh, now? Does your car count? Did did it continue to hold up all year? Like uh, with the big numbers? Uh, they were a little bit better than last year. I believe we averaged this year around one thirty-five. Look there at, was there was one night we got over two hundred in the pits. Look so. at you, my yeah, goodness! It, it was impressive. Look at you. You had to bring out extra forces for that night just oh, to yeah, direct I the had, traffic. I, had, uh, I have deputies on site, you know, and they're, they're telling me we're going to have to do something. We can't get anything else in here, you know. <laughs> they were starting to panic, you know. We're getting overcrowded, you know. <laughs> so those are good times. Yeah, they are. So great. So uh, from what I understand, the, the owners there are kind of like they're out of the out of the mainstream, and you guys do pretty much run it uh, just under their direction but uh, uh, they're not out on front street a lot and uh, are they enjoying what they're seeing uh yeah they are they are they're uh, they're loving it you know they uh, they they came into this and they said man we don't want to change a thing we just want to we want to let you do your thing and uh, you just make it work for us you know and we've been ter- been trying to do that for them uh, they did. They did say this year they want to make a, ch- a few changes. Like I said, with the uh, taking care of the people that take care of us. So now they had to get a per- permission from uh, the person that really runs Citrus County Speedway to do that, which is Colleen, right? Oh yeah, yeah, without a doubt. <laughs> <laughs> we all know she's the one that really runs the place. Uh, she's. Uh, I tell you, you know, without it's her, a- I wouldn't know where to go. It's amazing. What do you think the future is? The future yeah, is of absolutely. the speedway. I'm sorry. What's the future of the speedway there? Uh, well, we have a lease till 2017. We're going to make a go of it till then. <laughs> Sounds good. That's plenty of time. Ain't yeah. nothing else going on out there. We're going to keep trying to make it better and better every year. That's great, Don. You know, when I every time I think of that, you know, I I tell people that and I go, "Are you? Nah. Yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> really, really cool. Um, yeah. You know how old Jack will be by then. <laughs> you know, I, he'll I still be sitting up. here. His ponytail will be stuck in his waistband. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are funny. Like, but, how's Larry you know, Mack? Without the racers, I can't. I can't do anything without those guys. You know, I appreciate each and every one of them. I really do. How's How's Larry Mack doing? Larry Mack's doing good. Good. Doing good. He's uh, the announcer, the media guy, and uh, he's on it, man. He we can't ever get a word out of him. No. <laughs> yeah that's funny all right so uh, with us as long as he possibly can all right next week we're going to have uh we have a couple of the modified drivers on that are going to do battle in this thing we, we might hook them up hook them up together at the same time that could be interesting there you go yeah we'll, we'll try to create a little bit of a stir there and uh 
good luck at the deal, man, and uh, we'll be up there to see you soon. And All right, thank you very much. Take thank it you easy, for Kurt. being on the show. Bye. Good night. Thank you. Have a great night. All right. There you have it. Citrus Don Critty. They do. They pack them in, man. Yeah, they, they do. They have more cars. Yeah. And he said that the fans have been a little lax, but let me tell you, they used to have a great crowd there. They were excitable. They liked to drink. They had a drinking side and a regular side, and then they had the side that all the people in the pits could sit on. Well, it's it's the mark of the deal. Now, here you go. I mean, they're packing them in. They have 130 cars. A lot of times they have 140, 150, 160 cars, and... You know, there's plenty of cars. There's no there's no features with eight cars in it. Trust me. You know, so the fans that are coming are, uh, and uh, I think like he, you know, we talked, and I, I just think that's all partly a reflection of the economy. That we, yeah. All right. You know, and he, he, so we talked about the late models and what they ran. They run 35 laps, and they pay them. I think 12.50 to win, but they pay down. And uh, he's talking about they're going to go next year to not running features and maybe running 50 lappers. Just running uh, qualifying, so uh, that should be good. You know, it, it keeps. They used to run late models there every week. It used Spe- to be crazy. Speaking of late models, we're going to take a very quick break here. We're going to actually have a a community a public service announcement from Dick Anderson. And again, yeah. Well, no. Okay. Yeah. Just, just public service announcement. Chill, chill out, man. It's a public service announcement from Dick Anderson. The Dickie Anderson. The Anderson. That's right. That's right. Wildwood, Florida. And when mm-hmm. we come back, we're going to talk to Steve Myers if he's still up. When you refer to him, it's King Dick. Don't forget it. For our racing to survive, what, what all, our, all of these racers understand is we all need to be part-time uh, promoters. Yeah. Uh, we all need to promote our sport and promote our racetrack. And, and every other racer I talk to is trying to run his racetrack into the ground and, and, uh, and bitching and complaining about everything and bitching and complaining about the, to everybody that will listen to them. Well, you know, to me, this has got a negative effect that's going to come back and hurt you when all at once you don't even have that racetrack there to race at. Yeah. Absolutely. And um, if all the racers, if all the racers, racers would go out and try to promote their racetrack and their sport a little bit more, I'm telling you what, we uh, you'd see a whole lot uh, more racetracks that are open and staying open. And uh, uh, it's like I say, maybe I'm getting old. I don't know. Well, you know, uh, uh, like I hate to say it, but I've been around forever, and I'm getting a different view on things than I had when I was wide open racing. But if all the racers would just understand that these racetracks, in order for us to keep them, they need your support. They need you when you, uh, the weeks that you're not racing, they need you to go watch the races. And I, I, I just see so many of the racers giving the racetracks a hard time instead of giving them the support that the racetracks need. And you just got to understand, without our support, we're, uh, we're cutting our nose off to spite our face. We, we, you know, we go and try to fight against the racetrack, and in essence, you're fighting against yourself, because once that racetrack's gone, you've only hurt yourself. So uh, I've got a lot of racetracks where I'm not nuts about the promoter, and I'm not nuts about who owns it, but I would still like to support it. Uh, and it's just you just get so it's, I just see the the support dwindling away. Uh, 
There you have it. Thank you, Dick Anderson, for the public service announcement. Now you're back with Inside Florida Racing. <laughs> that's, that's that's your best radio. That's your uh, best. That's uh, your best clear. Terrible. That's your best clear channel voice. Yeah, right? that's that's it. At uh, there's a full moon out tonight. All right, now this this riding. weekend the real race. Once a year, there's a real race, and it's happening at the uh, Five Flag Speedway. And uh, Steve Myers with us. Steve uh, knows all the ins and outs of the drivers that are coming because he talks to them. How to get the name the Snowball Derby then, Steve? Do you know that? Well, back when it started in the 60s, uh, even though we're in Florida, everybody was pretty much shut down and done racing, I guess because it was in December. Uh, that's the only thing I can It's when, out. But uh, luckily it caught on and uh, pretty much everybody knows what it is, so that's important. Yeah, it's when all the snowballers from up north come down here and try to take money from the southerners and it just doesn't happen. It it's happened sometimes now. We've had Butch Miller win, Gary Saint Amant. Uh, I forgot I was talking to Stats Myers here. <laughs> <laughs> so you're touted as I see on my paper as number one late model fan. Probably so. Yeah, I've been going. Uh, I think I've told y'all the story before. The very first snowball derby. Uh, I was not even a year old yet, and my dad's <laughs> my diaper bag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this this this, uh, this crew in here in here tonight on uh, Inside Florida Racing is uh, Carol Wicks uh, and uh, Rob Elting, and uh, I don't think they've spoke with you before. I so think Carol Wicks' name on your board? You have more. I bet you once or twice. Yeah, she probably. Uh, I'm sure she's seen my name on there. Snowball. That's snowball. right. Yeah, Snowball. Oh, uh, we thought that was some guy well, from we're Miami. Gonna be, we're going to be fighting over the nickname, honey, because uh, I'm the super fan too. What's that, Steve? I said, I'm not the guy that runs around the track with the snowball outfit on that. Yeah, I see somebody gave you grief for putting a link to somebody's website on there today. Whoop. Yeah, it was just a link to Rusty Wallace's website about a uh, Stephen Wallace article. <laughs> they said something. I forgot what it was. Yeah, they, that's because uh, they're, they're not Stephen Wallace fans, I guess. That's... Yeah, I, I put a joke on that. So, well, I thought he was everybody's favorite. <laughs> I'm a Lauren Wallace fan. So so what's the what's the hot deal here with the snowball this year? I mean, the dr- you got more cars than you got. I mean, it's there's not enough hotels up there. We have so many pro-late models entered this year. It's insane. Um, there's actually 90 paid pro-late models, but out of those 90, we've whittled some of those off that have indicated they're not going to be able to make it, and we're down to 81, if you want to call that down to. But Jeez Louise. one pros. <laughs> we actually have 76 paid snowball entries, but on those, we whittled them down to for uh, drivers that um, you know aren't going to make it. So we're down to 82 and uh, 67 is what it looks like, and There'll probably be a few others that don't show up. We're probably looking at 75 and 65 when it's all said and done. You know, some of them enter early in the year uh, because to enter you get your parking spot. Right. And then something might happen or whatever. We're looking at 140, 150 late models. Yeah. Wow. Uh, right now, we've got 12 of them coming from uh, Central Florida and uh, South Florida. Uh, David Rogers, Droddy, Chiquette, Middleton, Trevor McKinley. Now, I'm not familiar with him. Maybe y'all are. Now, I haven't heard of him, but, uh, you know, um, Jay, talk to Jay today. We were going to have him on tonight uh, to talk about this, but um, his motor issues are uh, going to prevent him from coming. So oh, okay. He, well, I hate to hear that. Yeah, yeah. His, uh, he's been having some 
some, he just doesn't have the motor, and he doesn't want to go up there and not run good, you know? Uh, I need to let Tim know that because there's people scratching and clawing for those parking spots. Yeah. Let him know that. Yeah, he's, he's going to try to get ready and get, get everything squared away for to run at the Lakeland in January. Oh, yeah. And, of course, we got Wayne Anderson. Uh, Mike Fritz is going to be making a comeback. He'll be driving yes. with uh, Chip Morrison. Really? Yeah. Uh, David Pollan Jr., Kirk Jett, Drew Brandon, Travis Cope. What a list. Travis, he's a, he's a, an up-and-comer for real. You know that, of course. Now, he'll be running the prolate model race. He's not going to run the snow. Yeah. Oh, okay. There you go. That's good. That's but, good. Yeah, we've got, uh, let's see, we have drivers from 20 states entered. Wow. Representing 14 different series, the uh, U.S. Late Model Series, Georgia Asphalt Series, Sun Belt Series, ASA, Hooters, CRA, Pass South, Pass North, Blizzard, ARCA, Bush, Bush East. Chew. So you, Cup. you use all the rules? You allow anybody to run? Uh, oh, no. You know, there's rules. Um, well, I know that was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wish it was run what you brung, but... Uh, yeah, they uh, they have different motor packages they can run. Is Bubba Pollard on that list? Go ahead. I'm sorry. Is Bubba Pollard on that list from Cordell, Bubba Georgia? He's going to run the Snowflake this year. They came and ran the Blizzard series in the Super Late models and just didn't didn't do real well. Oh. I think they didn't want to come and 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 spend the money. Uh, but they're going to run the uh, Snowflake 100. Snowflakes, Blizzard, snowballs. What's going on? Just, hey, it's, it's, <laughs> is it Dairy Queen or what? Snowball, you know. <laughs> Bobby Santos the third. What's that? Bobby Santos. Yeah, the third. That's the second son. Oh, is he coming? I I read it somewhere. Bobby That's, Santos. There's people saying he's coming. I don't know what that. He run super late model. Yes. Okay. Okay. I've heard his name. I thought he ran. Uh, didn't he used to run modified? I don't know if he ran Modifieds. All I know is I watched his grandfather race up at Norwood Arena. Which one of them Santos ran in Arca? Didn't one of them run in Arca? It was Bobby. It was Bobby, right? Yeah. yeah. Bobby the <laughs> third. Some guys that just show up at the last minute. Not a lot, but uh, whenever they get here, most of them have never been here. And when they get here, they're like, uh, okay, where am I going to park? <laughs> <laughs> Steve, do you keep a, do you keep a, like a... A book? Do you have a, a like Steve's black book where you keep notes? I've got a black book of phone numbers. I sure do. <laughs> I bet. And you keep notes on all these. Don't get tired of me because I call them and let them know that they're wanted. Because like Dick Anderson said on your, uh, I was listening to his little uh, public service thing. announcement. And I tell you, it's true what he's saying though. It really is. But, sure is. Uh, I was listening to that, and without the drivers, what do you have? So, so tell us how you do this because. I'm going to tell you, and, and, you know, we're not going to pick on anybody, but if the shoe fits, wear it. There are promoters in the country who just don't feel it's important or necessary to call up the drivers and ask them to come. You work for the, one, of the, on, on one of the biggest events in racing, stock car racing in the country. Give us your take and your, your background and experience with that whole deal. Well, I'll be honest with you. Um, I call people from here to Nova Scotia. There's mm-hmm. a gentleman uh, up there that runs named uh, John Fleming, and he was going to come if his motor was legal, but it wasn't. But um, they all, I, out of all of them, I've only had maybe, I can count on one hand, ones that act like I'm bothering them, like a telemarketer or something, you know what I mean? But uh, most of them appreciate it. Uh, and I tell them, I mean, without them, what do you have? I mean, you're going to charge the fans like for the, our Blizzard races. They're 15 to get in. If you charge them $15 and you have 12 cars, 
they're not going to come back next time. But luckily, you know, this year we averaged over 30 cars per late model race. So, but I mean, it's important for them to know that they're wanted uh, and they're needed. You know. So you, th- you, I mean, it obviously it has a major impact. You say on the driver count, the attendance at the races. Well, or I not. Think it helps. Now I don't want to sit here and tell you that it's because of me that all these cars come to the Snowball Derby because before I ever started you know, doing this back about five years ago, we had awesome car counts. But I think it helps on the Blizzard races. I mean, I think it picks up, you know, a few cars. And if, if you bring in an extra three or four top-notch cars, that can change the whole complexion of the race. Yep. But you do this during the year, too, for other races, don't you? I do it for the Blizzard series, yes. And uh, that was very successful uh, this year. Like I said, we had 39 late models at one, and the lowest car count we had was 24, and that was with rain out. So... That's, you know, that's a good super late model field. And really, out of that 39 we had at that one, honest to God, 32 of them on a given day could win. Yeah. I, that's just like on this snowball list. Uh, I told you we whittled it down to 67. I was counting out of these 67, 63 of them are winners of some sort. 26 of them are former or current touring series champions. Uh, you know, 20 different states. They're representing 14 different series. I mean, it's where it's a lot of these guys. This is the only super late model race they run. Like Gary Saint Amant keeps that car just for this race. Bobby Gill very rarely runs anything else. Uh, Stephen Wallace very rarely runs anything else. You know, he crashes things though. Well, now, hey, it, 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 now yes, I've seen that in the Bush series. Now, the first year he came here, yes, he, he wrecked a lot of cars. Okay, the second year he came, he won. The third year he came, he had to go to the banquet and start dead last and finish second. So he's actually done very well here. That's good. I mean. And then Kyle Busch came in 2002 and ran over everybody. But Imagine I that. Maybe he's progressed since then, you know. A little. <laughs> so I, you know, I give him credit, though. Um, a lot of these Nextel Cup guys, you know, you have to pay them a chunk of money to come and all that. And. He doesn't demand anything. He just does it because he likes it. Really? So I do give him credit that he's supporting the roots of racing, you know. Ah, uh, there was something in it for him. Don't let it fool you. <laughs> Cynical Rob. He's still mad because you didn't call yeah, him. I've never gotten a call. I don't rate. Well, you know that what you said, Steve, is true because um, when Bobby Deal bought the uh, racetrack, uh, Charlotte County, yeah, they started calling all the drivers. Linda would call some. I'd call some. And the one thing that they all agreed on was that they were really happy people cared enough to call them. Well, Jeff Jaquette told me on the phone a while back that, uh, and it made me feel good. He said he uses me as an example to some of those guys down there. <laughs> yeah. So it made me feel good. So. You, you can't believe nothing he says. <laughs> he's going to be your winner. I was out here practicing today, and he's in Dick Anderson's car. Yeah. And he was out here yesterday, too, and they looked, I didn't time them, but they looked really hooked up mm-hmm. they look fast yeah i bet they, they are practicing today too well you know dick anderson's on a mission from god you know jeff's coming <laughs> off a couple of wins right he just won the governor's cup yeah yeah it, it dick dicky jeff wanted in dicky's car of course oh yeah oh yeah well you know last year jeff brought his own car and uh i was doing the updates on the radio and he got a lap down and he made it up and got all the way back in the top five i don't remember where he finished but i mean that's the thing about the Derby. You'll have this cast of characters leading for 50 laps, and then everybody makes pit stops. And then you'll have another cast of characters mm-hmm. up front, and you just never know what's going to happen. I mean, it's just crazy. Actually, last year with the 38-car field, it took them 
over 50 laps to lap the last place car on a half-mile track. And you know when they started, the half of the field was already a half a lap down, so that's how tight it was. The pole was about a 16.95, and to make the race was a 17.25. Wow! What what is the win? What how much is it to win that uh, snowball? Twenty thousand to win, ten thousand for second, then eight, seven, six, Woo. five, and twelve fifty to start. What do, what do fans pay? One hundred eight thousand dollar purse for the snowball, and over a thirty thousand dollar purse for the snowflake. What are the major sponsors for the event? Uh, Napa's involved a lot. Um, it doesn't have a title sponsor, believe it or not. Uh, wow! Yeah. Um, Napa's involved. Uh, our local Nextel is involved. Um, and I'm sorry I'm forgetting anybody's. I don't have that well, written down. Steve. Tim Bryant would have been the perfect one to tell you that. Yeah. You know, Steve, I didn't even think to ask him that last week. But, you know, that's the most under, I mean, wow, no title sponsor. Somebody's yeah, missing out. Price, I'm not going to say what it is, but I think it's very reasonable. I mean, this is the largest sporting event in, in northwest Florida. Uh, there'll be probably over the four days. There'll probably be twenty-five to thirty thousand people come through the gate. Yeah. Will it be televised? And just only, by the way, uh, if anybody's thinking about coming, I don't want to scare them off by any means. But the reserved tickets that are left are in the hundreds now. Ooh, and wow. There will be. Uh, there's general admission seats too, though, and they take the haulers out on Sunday. So anybody that's thinking about coming, uh, there's still going to be seats. It's just not reserved seats. What are the general admission tickets for? What do they cost? You know. They're and the uh, uh, reserved are 45. Is that for, for the one day? That's for one day. The whole weekend's the way to go. It's Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, that's 70. Oh, that's great. Yes. Yeah. Is it going to be televised? Actually, no, but it will be. Uh, it's going to be on the radio and on the Internet. Um, uh, one of our local radio stations here, 98.1, the ticket. That's good. It's going to have it on, and it's going to be on streaming uh, uh, Internet, and it'll be Bob Dillner. That's good. And it'll be our local track announcer, too. That's good. What channel? How will you get it? Um, I put the link on... Real Racing USA? Yes, I put it on there, and I'll put it on there again. It's 98.1, the ticket, but when I did a search on it, there's more than one. Yeah. But I can put it back on there, and it, uh, it should be pretty good. Last year, it almost sounded like you were listening to the MRN, because Bob Dillner, in my opinion, does a great job. Uh, and our local track announcer is very exciting. He He's not one of these ones that just sits there and put you to sleep i mean he really gets into it bob is mrn man <laughs> yeah well true <laughs> <laughs> he's he's good that's that's what they do it's that's cool so and we i by the way i want to thank you for posting all that information on uh for uh you know the readers on real racing usa and karnak.com really appreciate it man well i like to do it and uh i've always like i said i just want the race to be successful and i'm pretty much a volunteer i just get paid for any any time that I put in as far as, not time, but any expenses. But other than that, I'm a volunteer. I just love to do it. Matter of fact, I've been off since Thanksgiving. I won't go back to work till the Tuesday after the race. So yeah, I just take off. There's actually, believe it or not, now the race is six days away. Saturday, there were already 20 RVs in the parking lot cooking out. All right, so the, blizz- the blizzard Saturday, snowball Sunday. Okay, no, the snowflake is Saturday. The snowflake, I'm sorry. The blizzards are throughout the year. Yeah, I, I'm good. I get that. The the get them right. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> awesome. But, yeah, it's looking great. I didn't know. Uh, I'm sure everybody has seen the list of drivers that's entered, but it's pretty much, if you go down the list, there is not a what they call a field filler in the list. Except for some people think Stephen Wallace is. Yeah, hell yeah, but the fact is, is honest to God, he'll be up front. Got that right. Got that right. 
But All right. Yeah, it's looking great. It's uh, race week here in Pensacola. Um, Y'all need to come up and check it up. I mean, check it out sometimes. There's All really right. nothing else like it right now. Uh, we used to have the All-American 400, and I know the Governor's Cup at one time was huge, and it's still a big event. Uh, it's just... It's just the snowball just actually keeps growing. It's getting to the point where he's probably going to have to make some kind of an outside pit area or something because we can't really fit them all in there anymore. Well, I, you know, from from the way we see it here, I mean, uh, the Snowball Derby is like a national, uh, you know, it is the national stock car race. I mean, there's... You know, one thing that we've noticed, there's uh, three times as many media people coming this year. Oh, that's great. Yeah, and, uh, and the... Texas is just we've we've got uh, out of our ticket sales, um, I'd say fifteen to twenty percent of our ticket sales are from Texas, which is about an eleven hour drive. So. And there's a few dri- you got a few drivers coming from there, a don't? A lot of them actually. Yeah. Um, it's even through uh, even through the lower divisions. Um, if I had to make a wild guess, probably twenty of them. Yeah. It don't make no sense why that race is not on live television. There ain't nothing else going on. Why Speed or one of those has not come down there and put that race on TV is unbelievable. Like this. Like what? the Governor's Cup. And the, they could make it a short track series, you know, have the Governor's Cup, the Snowball Derby, the All-American 400, uh, that race up in Maine, the Oxford 250, you know, stuff like that. Sure. Martinsville, uh, that late model stock, big uh, race. Yeah, they draw like 250 cars, Shh. I think. Don't Absolutely. They? You talk about excitement. Yeah, this is good stuff, man. Really appreciate it, Steve. And, uh... Have a great, great time, and uh, I think uh, we're still still hoping that Bill Bill Green's going to go up there to cover the race for us. I cannot make it, but I, I think he's going to be able. As of right now, I believe he's going to be able to come up there and, and cover the race. So, okay, uh, well, he can do it with a microphone instead of a cell phone, right? He can do it with anything. I did it with the cell phone last year, remember? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Bill, Bill, just put a microphone in front of him. He'll take care of it. Thank you so much for all your information. Thanks, Steve. I really appreciate it. All right, we enjoyed it, and enjoy your show. Talk Take to you, you later, man. Good night. Bye-bye. And good night, Linda. Oh, man, I'll tell you what, the Snowball Derby. So That well, should be so exciting. Well, the, the deal is you got to tell them what you're going to tell them. You tell them, and then you tell them what you told them. So we told you. What? Rick and Sue, you didn't the get all that. hell did you just say? You, you didn't get all that? Well, you'll have to stay okay. tuned. You'll have to tune in next <laughs> week to catch it, Carol. We, we talked to Susan and Rick Ariama from the, the, the Fast Mini Cups. We talked to Scott Reeves, who's... Who's uh, still yanked over the kids? And uh, we got <laughs> Logan Bordeaux, who won the big race in the truck race over there at New Smyrna. We talked to Jim Fenton, and maybe we'll get him to a race this year, since he hasn't been since 1983. Oh my God! We talked to we Don. We had a good show tonight. Nice, good people. Really. That's good because people. you were here, Carol. No, it's because we those talked to Don Critty. Our guest was critter. so interesting. The critter. And we talked to Steve Myers about the Snowball Derby. Yes. And you still didn't find out about the tickets. And you didn't find out all kinds of stuff that we started to talk about and somebody interrupted somebody with. Yeah, and the time has flown by. It was just my turn. I'm sorry. Hey, don't forget to go to uh, charlottecountyracing.com and uh, give them some help. They need some financial help out there. Save the tower. Save the save tower. tower. You've got to save the tower. Donate Please some money. save the tower. Listen, you could get the tower named after your... Hey, racing hey, team, hey. your business, or your own name. They could call it the Jack Smith Karnak Tower if the price is right. This uh, Friday night, Auburndale Speedway is going to run on Friday, November the 30th. No kid. Big show up there, Auburndale Speedway, the little track that could. 
great. Hey, wherever you are, go see your race. Support your local racetrack. Remember, without you, the fan, and you, the race car driver, that track won't be there for and long. We, and we know it's true because Dick Anderson said so. That's right. Amen. Good King night, everyone. I'm going to jump until I fall. I've got to do the same people again. I'm going to jump until I fall. Bar hopping and high topping. Hey, Lord, can't you hear me call? Just be doing